stop wrapping up. We gotta end the show. Well, how do we end it? We, I'm getting there. But you've got to stop introducing new endings. Stupid dad with your stupid board. Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the questionable polygraph of the future. Hi guys, Alex here. Joining me today in the Ramjack Studio A for a for the first time in a long time. It's been a while. Getting back to our roots. Uh, to the roots. <laughs> Beside me is Brad, hey. co-host, partner in crime here, and hey. on the line, we have Jonathan. Ice cream is anything more delectable than ice, ice cream. cream. Is nothing about God. Da, da. Hello. <laughs> Jonathan, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be back. How, how are things up in Chi-Town? Oh, you know, they're chilly and blustery and filthy. <laughs> oh, no. That good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just that good, exactly. Brad, how are you doing? I'm sorry, man. I just went right to our hey, guest. I forgot to ask. It's all right. I mean, you know, I'm. Uh, you know, you know, I'm cool, I guess. Not as important as Jonathan, but I'm good. <laughs> you know, ever since you two got back from that fancy gala with your tuxedos and your top hats, you think that you just have all the attention coming to you. But what about me? <laughs> what about you? What about you? Me, me, I need it. <laughs> Gimme. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, we have a wonderful show for you today. Tons of news, tons of facts. Uh, we got a new game that we're going to be debuting today for those who enjoy games. And for those who don't enjoy games, fuck off. <laughs> Do you enjoy games? Perhaps you'd like to play a game. <laughs> we're also debuting a new character, the Game Master. <laughs> No, I will not be running my game as the Game Master. No, thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm the Game Master. <laughs> Are you? Mm. Tell me, Dean Cain, as Superman, do you like games? Judging. Before we get to that, would you guys like to uh, hear some animal facts? Oh, sure. Yes. Sweet. Jonathan, you have some animal facts too, correct? I, I do indeed, but please, uh, you first. You are the, the head of the Animal Facts Institute, or the AFI. <laughs> Researchers in the UK decided to find out what kind of music parrots like to listen to. Because that's important information. That's super important, because parents, parents, parrots are known to not only mimic our voice, but to also mimic song lyrics. Like if they hear a song, they'll like bob the little head, and then they'll start singing to it. So they decided to do some studies. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that you don't know is that uh, parrot parents like music that's different than parrot kids. They kind of have this generational divide over what's cool and what's not. So that's a study that should be done, <laughs> but clearly has not been done yet. Well, listen, what those young parrots listen to, that's not music. That's just noise, all right? I think we can all agree <laughs> to that. Guys, you are hitting... Uh, the nail right on the head. There was part of that. That has to do with part of the study, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, Fair enough. <laughs> but um, something they discovered are parrots are individuals. Like, some of them tend to like certain types of music over others. But there was a certain type of music that they all hated. The Carpenters. <laughs> ska. They hated ska. Um, Rockabilly. <laughs> Um, Fish. <laughs> they hate jam bands. Enough already. Get to the chorus. <laughs> parrots have a very short fuse for music. Um, but these biologists, they, they studied African gray parrots to get specific. Uh, and they found that the music they tend to like the most was rock and folk music. 
and they would dance and they'd bob their little heads and then they would mimic some of the lyrics. Um, but the music that they absolutely hated was electronic music. Hmm. Now, does this article that you're reading from, does it give any examples of lyrics that the parrots enjoyed? I, I'm intrigued by what specifically they got <laughs> into. They like love songs, but they hate they hate when it just gets a little too tender. Yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia is not a thing parrots yeah. enjoy. Um, uh, one of them liked easy listening music. Well, another one was really fan... A huge fan of pop music, but again, they all hated electronic dance music, and they would literally scream in terror when it came on. <laughs> like, they oh would, God, what is this? Instead of like, oh Lord. <laughs> now the study says, like, again, I, I say this a lot, but they, they were bobbing up and down because that's how parrots dance. Apparently, they bob their head and they like sing and like say lyrics. Um, sure. But when electronic music came on, they would just go crazy and just like just squawk. Like maybe just, they're having a rave. See, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe it's a parrot parrots. Rave. Are having a rave. Maybe the parrots know how to party. <laughs> now I enjoyed I enjoyed Billy Joel's The Stranger, but this remix of Katy Perry, my God. <laughs> this is not music. Turn it off! There were three parrots uh, in the study, so there you go. Small sample size. Um, but they gave <laughs> I would think. I would think that's a small survey. <laughs> we um, surveyed fourteen hundred parrots, and here are the results. Um one of the uh bands that they listened to that they really liked was U2. Uh, So there you go. That was one of the ones they would sing and dance about to. They also loved Bach. But when they listened to classical music, they would kind of calm down and they would kind of like start cleaning themselves or, you know, just relax, just vibe out with the music. Uh, Two of the parrots, Leo and Shango, um, have their own cage together. Uh, They're both male parrots. Shango Unchained? (laughs) And they were given a touchscreen monitor to where they could choose what song they wanted to listen to whenever they wanted. So they basically gave them uh, an iPod Touch or something. And an excuse to fight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, they were actually, this is something that's also interesting about birds, are these birds, was that they were kind of respectful of the other one's music taste. Like, they would, like, activate it with their little beaks, and they would listen and vibe out. But they would also be, like, they would enjoy ish, the same kind of music, but one of them definitely preferred classical, another one definitely preferred, like, rock music. Mm. Um, so of course they blew their little minds when they started playing Prodigy Chemical Brothers, um, which is the electronic uh, dance music. They just went crazy and didn't know how to handle themselves. <laughs> Those parrots wouldn't last a day in Chicago Boys Town. <laughs> Parrot edition. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's neat that parrots enjoy human music and that we're doing studies I, about that. I like the fact that they clean themselves during the classical music yeah. <laughs> because it puts them in a mood to take care of that shit downstairs. I love this music. You know what? I'm, gonna do? I'm just going to take some time for myself. I just I'm take a little, I'm gonna take a little bath clean. time. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, light some votives <laughs> and take a little bath and listen to some Bach. It's nice. Shanko Janko, you used all the parrot bath salts. Parrot. <laughs> they like to put parrot in front of all nouns. <laughs> um, Get out of the parrot bathroom. I want to take my parrot bath. Something I think is weird is that throughout the entire article I read, it never mentions why we study the why parrots like music. <laughs> Oh, for like crying really, out loud, why do we study anything? I know, but it, you think that it would have some practicality. Like, at learn. the end, it would say something ridiculous, like, researchers are hoping this helps cure cancer, or <laughs> I have no idea, like, anything. <laughs> because if we understand what kind of music the parrots like, we can learn how to make music for the parrots. Oh, it's a whole new oh. market. Or, okay, yeah, we have the parrot market. Right. Because birds, as we all know, you know, they're, they're, they're on the tier 
They're on the rise. Right. Birds are coming back in a big way. Some of them are doctors we've discussed. Yeah. They've got disposable income. So let's put them in. Let's let's see if we can get them in some seats at some concerts. Let's get them used to tech. Mm-hmm. And sell some tickets. Yes. Get some money. Absolutely. <laughs> sell some tickets to those parrots. They will pay us in the currency of their own choosing, apparently. <laughs> And of course, pairs could just fly and like hang out on the upper rims of a stadium. So I don't think. Well, we gotta create. We've gotta create new venues oh, for yeah. the parrots. But when it comes down to it, it's an untapped market. It really is. An alternative theory: What if parrots are the next big thing in the helper animal community, and they just want to pair parrots with old people that like the same music? <laughs> Shango Django, this is Henry. Henry also likes classical music. Oh, my parrot helper. <laughs> but, bark, bark. but if they pick the wrong kind of music, then you end up with a monkey shine situation. <laughs> yeah, except it's called a the, parrot, parrot shine situation. For the record, I'm pretty sure Alex just made a Bach pun. <laughs> Pretty sure that happened. I don't think any of us really took the time <laughs> to mention it, but it's happening now. Nice. Bach, Bach. Thank you for noticing, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> of course. I also like to pose another theory, and this make this. I almost want to get a parrot now. I think people are the music industry is actually behind this research in the UK, and maybe we're either going to have uh, music shows where parrots choose uh, who's going to be the next big uh, singer, mm-hmm. and or music execs take parrots, start having parrots on their shoulders when they go into nightclubs. Simon Cowell with a parrot. Yeah, because the parrot will know what's good or not. It'll know it's this, marketable or not. This sounds like a flimsy premise for a television show at best. <laughs> NBC, are you listening? We've got to goose the premise. We've got to goose it with a bird, a parrot. <laughs> Howie Mandel, Simon Cowell, and Buttons the Parrot. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Shango Django. Yeah, let's get Shango Django in there. Oh, I think Shango Django is more of a, a listener than really a, a decider. <laughs> I mean, it pans across, and he's like cleaning himself. And they finally get to him. They're like, up, oh, done, well, I, dunzos. I feel kind of bad because you know, you know, the three of us are, you know, these three, you know, white guys, you know, white male humans, just throwing around these theories. I feel bad because I don't have a lot of parrot friends, and I wish I had more. Mm-hmm. My circle of friends doesn't really include a lot of parrots. It'd be nice to, you know, get a parrot's real perspective on this. But I, I mean, do you guys know any parrots? I don't, oh, know any parrots. I, I don't associate with them. I think they're um, filthy, and I think they steal. <laughs> Well, I know people who've had parrots, and they always have crazy stories. Like, our old art teacher at high school had a giant parrot. Did you know about this? No, I didn't. And apparently it hated people other than, like, its owners. And if anyone came to the door, it would just attack them. So they obviously had to keep the parrot at bay, but it was huge. Um, And I had a relative, like a distant relative, that had a parrot and loved it like a child. And when it died, like, and it was pretty smart and would talk to them or whatever talking quotation marks of course um and it they were never the same after it passed um so parrots are good friends was the art teacher's parrot a free roaming parrot when (laughs) guests weren't in the house yeah it could just kind of just did whatever it wanted hung out with the humans it's a horrible idea (laughs) well as long as it had its music i guess it would just chill out it would fly over to the record player adjust the needle (laughs) oh yeah parrots are smart enough to do that shit I'm just saying the music industry may be going through a change pretty soon, and it may have an avian influence. The last big obstacle was going digital. The next big obstacle, fouls. <laughs> is taking to the skies. I hate fish. <laughs> we get it, Shango Jango. <laughs> you don't have to spend your iTunes gift card on them. You can buy anything you want. <laughs> wow. Anything? 
Oh, man. Django Django, I got you that classical soundtrack of Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, where they just took all the classical suites and repackaged them as a soundtrack to the book Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, does, is that a real thing, Jonathan? <laughs> or did you make that up? Oh, that's a real thing. You that's, can find that in Target. It's that in- is crazy. Yeah, it's the classical soundtrack to Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's all the music that Christian Grey likes to listen to in the book. So, you know, Mozart, Bach, you know, the greats. Wow. Oh, for that's, that's for so Fifty sad. Shades of Grey readers and apparently parents. Yep. I'm going to clean myself and maybe try some new things. <laughs> this music's got me going. <laughs> This Gershwin just puts me in a, ooh. It's tricky because it always starts out cleaning, but then it gets a little crazy. (laughs) I don't like like pushing that on the parrots. They're they're just now getting into our music. But audiophiles, maybe get a parrot. Maybe think about owning a parrot. I don't like to sexualize them either. I like to think of them as... (laughs) They're not like us. They don't don't have those instincts. Oh, I I wish wish you were right, John. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jonathan, do you want to go ahead and throw out your animal fact? Oh, sure. I was reading about how there are certain species of spiders that like to... Like to. <laughs> they have they have this thing that they do that they enjoy. It's a hobby of theirs. No, they have... It's uh, called this... jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to do another jigsaw puzzle. Uh, <laughs> no. There are some species of spiders that have been found to create decoy images of spiders in their own webs. So they'll take bits of leaves, dead insects, and uh, many spiders use abandoned egg sacs. So, you know, once the baby spiders have left, they'll take uh, that and use it to construct basically what is a sculpture of a spider in their own web. Then that way predators get fooled into thinking, ah, that's a spider, I'm going to get that. But they just uh, potentially found a new species. They haven't uh, identified it as such. It could just be uh, a kind of a minor variation on one we already know of. But this one makes uh, spider sculptures with legs. So it looks like it's basically created this art of a giant spider with eight legs. And you can see the head. Like, the head is different from the rest of the body. So it's like the spider is aware of its own anatomy. And it's like, haha, I'm going to make a spider that looks just like me, Charlie the Spider. <laughs> All the predators will think, that's Charlie the Spider, because I look like that. But in actuality, they just made a much sexier spider, because really, they can't admit that it's been a few years and they've let themselves go. <laughs> well, and some spiders have body dysmorphia, so uh, they, they, they make the spider, like, really fat, and now all the other spiders are like, oh, come on, Charlie. <laughs> you don't look like that. And he's like, I do. But really, Charlie's just doing it for attention. Charlie yeah. knows. Yeah. Oh, like me, because I love attention. Me! <laughs> look at me eat, eat, eat the sandwich. <laughs> Jonathan, this is awesome. I actually read this or saw this around, and it is it is really cool to see like what these spiders make because it's pretty good as far as like you know primitive insect art. Um, it, it is. It's very it's very accurate, especially when you start looking at the different parts of, it, of the spider. It's it's very it's very strange and kind of unsettling. I really like the perspective you brought because when I saw it, my first thoughts were, "This is awesome." Of course, spiders are using decoys because part of it's not only for decoys. Like, oh, I'm gonna get that spider because it's bigger. Snap, and another spider can get away. Part of it's also a threatening mechanism so that larger, right. yeah, people like because they're so big, the predators might be like, "Whoa, what the hell? That's a big ass fucking spider." Yeah. So that's ingenious of the spiders, really. Um, but the fact that they're so aware of their own anatomy is kind of strange to think about. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know if a parrot really knows what its anatomy is. I mean, they've done studies Doesn't care. where... Does Gary just want to listen to his jams? Whereas a spider, <laughs> a spider will spend all day looking in a mirror, okay, just so examining. We've, <laughs> so we've learned that spiders are pretty vain creatures. Oh, yeah. They oh. love the carpenters. <laughs> or lonely. <laughs> what if they're making spider friends? Like, this is my friend. <laughs> Hello, big spider. I want to hold me, please. Hold Ever me, since my uh, tiny spiders left the nest, it hasn't been the same. So I'll make a, another spider out of the egg sack that they were in. And I'll make it look just like me. <laughs> well, me. How far away are we from... <laughs> how far away are we from full-on Charlotte's Web technology? Where it's like spiders are full-on like, Oh, we know what... Oh, we know your language. Here, read this shit. <laughs> Jonathan, it could already be happening. <laughs> if they're making art, if they're fashioning, like... Uh, versions of themselves, dummies of themselves. I mean, that's that's the first step, I think. Pretty soon they're going to discover fire, and then they're going to like, well, wait a minute, I have this web chemical thing. What else can I do? And then, you know, they're going to start making billboards, and then we're going to start catering toward them. Right. With spiders. We're going to start marketing towards yeah. them. Spiders, what do you want? They're going to get Parrots, on, what do you want? They're going to get on Etsy and just find some weird, like, folk wood carved spider or some kind of bullshit and they're gonna be like oh I want that and then they'll start spending their money on that nice I like it. their it's money just, it's all about the economy. they have their own spider currency right or they'll do it for trade I mean spider web is like really strong it has a lot of uses mm. what do oh, okay I was about to say what do we what could we possibly want from a spider oh but yeah I guess they could could fashion us some spider quilts and their web spider baskets a spider quilt actually sounds pretty awesome well not a spider quilt like a quilt made of spiders <laughs> That's a nightmare <laughs> scenario. Oh, don't talk about that. Oh, look at this nice quill. It's sure is warm. Oh, my God. They're all over me. <laughs> but, a, but a spider silk quilt. That'll keep you warm at night. And That's you could also a, just fold it and then put it away by sticking it up on the ceiling or on the wall. It'll go anywhere. Or you could kidnap someone with it because they're not getting out. That's terrifying. <laughs> it's like an evil net. You've designed a murder net. Well, I didn't net. think about a net. I thought of it more like a fam. You could just uh, put it up and then put somebody inside it and just put it up and out of the way. <laughs> you could ground a child. You're grounded. Get in the net. No! Ah! And just put them on the wall. Just tack them up on the wall. I'm going to wrap you up in this spider silk quilt, stick you on the wall, and then every now and then when I get hungry, I'm going to drain you of your blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that took a turn. <laughs> it's going to take weeks to drain you. I'm going to wrap you up in here and, and wait till, till a Stephen King villain comes to kill you. Oh, this would be a wonderful tool for, like, babysitters because they could just, if the kids are acting up, put them in a spider web, just put them on the wall. And then you terrify them with what Jonathan just said. I'm going to drain you before your parents get home. No, please! You're going to be good? All right. Or what Brad said, you could, you know, you know, you know, sick uh, an unnamed public domain Stephen King villain on them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make that unnamed public domain Stephen King villain attack you. Are all Stephen King, aren't all Stephen King villains eventually spiders? Uh, they tend to turn into things, yeah. <laughs> yes. They're not gonna like that when they, you know, start really getting, you know, introduced to our culture. They're gonna be like, what? yeah, Spider's always the bad guys here. Hmm. Hmm. No, they'll like Charlotte's Web, though. Charlotte Web, <laughs> well, that's about a Charlotte, that's like a spider martyr. So it's like mm-hmm. the reverse stereotype, like, oh, she dies at the end so she can save the stupid pig. She's a martyr. Where's the realistic spiders? <laughs> The ones that are, you know, selfish, like me, Charlie yeah. the Spider. They care about art and themselves and their environment. And my body dysmorphia. <laughs> I just don't feel like Charlotte's Web really addresses me and my issues mm. as a spider. That's so- nice that you cast a real spider in the movie, but why'd you have to do a celebrity voiceover? That spider can act for himself. <laughs> it's very true. I just All I gotta say is, why is Spider-Man a man? Why is Spider-Man a man? Ooh. Hmm. Mm. 
Mm. How about that? Mm. I have to go pick at that screening of arachnophobia now. <laughs> Bye. Why doesn't anybody make a movie about a spider that gets bit by a man and then gets <laughs> powers of being lame and boring? Hmm. It happens more often than you think. <laughs> it's a story that needs to be told. <laughs> That would be cool to have, like, a curated show. Not to destroy spiders' webs or anything, but to take one of these spider webs with, like, a spider sculpture in it and, like, put it on display for everyone to see. I mean, you could also invite them to be a guest artist. True. Mm. Like a residency. Like, you know, a three-month residency. Whatever they make oh, but do you really... just becomes part what? of the museum. But do you... then you have, like, a spider hanging around, yeah. and it's like, oh, you have to explain, like, all the rules to them. Like, hey, don't smoke in here. There's no smoking. <laughs> Because, you know, spiders, they're always fucking smoking. Dude, I, can you imagine going to a gallery and saying, okay, I got this idea. Um, we're going to make these, we're going to make spiders be the artists for this new gallery opening. Well, that's cool. What do you need? Well, I need a big space and I need, you know, 400,000 spiders. What? I need, I need predators to scare the living fuck yeah. out of them so they'll make these pieces. Yeah. I'm basically thinking about turning it into, like, a neat ecosystem and, like, you know, make an analogy with the... What? <laughs> No. Mm, no. No. But I do like the idea of putting these on display for people to see. I, I want to see more of spider art, personally. But then they go to Sweden, and they get them that grant. They get <laughs> and there's a room full of spiders. See the art at your own caution, basically. <laughs> also, yeah. there are jaguars around. So be careful with that, too. <laughs> there are jaguars around <laughs> scaring the spiders. Because does the art come from terror? I mean, they're insects, and I mean, they're running mostly on instinct, so I mean, obviously these spiders are doing it for some, I guess, physiological reason, as opposed, they're not reasoning out these things. Um, Look, all our is need because of large and this is their motivation, being killed. You, <laughs> Do you want to be killed? Make art. <laughs> you know, in, in, all, in all of their shitty fiction that's uh, half-heartedly written, all the villains turn out to be giant shoes in the end. Ooh. Mmm. There you go. <laughs> Why does a she have to be on a person's foot? Why does a man have to stomp on the spider, huh? What about, hey, works both ways, spiders. Works both ways. Why does a man have to kill the spider? <laughs> I think the real question is why did the spider have to die? <laughs> I don't care who's on the other end of that shoe. Well, you know, the spider equivalent of Stephen King is just as cliched. Well, there you go. Spiders. <laughs> that being said, I... Since we're on this, the thing of spiders, I think it might be a fun spider-centric movie for Hollywood to explore. Mm-hmm. You remember that one uh, song where it was like, you kept adding to the verses, and the one about the woman who swallows the fly, who knows why she swallowed the fly, she might die. Very heartwarming. What I want is a woman <laughs> to swallow a, f- a fly or something, a kid, about to die, and the spider has to go inside the kid and get the fly out. And the spider's the hero at the end. Mm. And the so sequel. it's like a... <laughs> Is the thing that goes after the spider. I really, I think the way Hollywood stretches shit out now. Let oh, Peter yeah. Jackson make this movie. The first movie, the kid, the the old lady, she swallows a fly. Second film, the spider goes after the fly. It's almost about to catch the fly. Then we cut it, and then the next film is it getting to the fly before. It's going to be thirty films. <laughs> it's going to be twenty hours for each film. Yeah, in and 3D. It's, it's all, not our job to sketch that out. It's Peter's no, job. We'll just all the Peter. frames, all the frames per second, all of them. 
all of the frames. It's going to be beyond what we can really see. It'll be yeah. for spiders with all their eyes. Right. Because spiders, to, to really do 3D tech right for a, an eight-eyed spider... Mm-hmm. Oh. 120 oh. frames per eye per second. Yeah, that's a lot of frames, but they're yeah. going to appreciate that frame Oh, rate. definitely. Ooh, the spiders have a weird ghosting effect. They're moving oddly fast, but they're not moving fast? I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Am I watching one of those spider telenovelas? God, I hate spider telenovelas. Also, it's really boring. I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to be so boring. Hmm. It's... Why are they spending 45 to 50 minutes in the spider's house? We all know they're going to go on this adventure. <laughs> but do we it's still have to like... keep pretending Peter Jackson's talented? Do we do that? Do we have to do that? Don't give him the spider trilogy. Give it to Guillermo del Toro. Oh, what do you think they're going to think of Shelob in that last Lord of the Rings movie? They're going to love it. Eating those hobbits. <laughs> bite. <laughs> Be like, fuck yeah. You bite then that then little the... hurt human. <laughs> the spider dies, though. The spider always dies. Spiders they're going to hate die. that. Yeah. We're going to start making, like, uh, horror movies where there's, like, four humans and the spider tag along, like the token spider. And, of course, the spider dies halfway through it. Mm. The spider inexplicably has a lisp. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this. What are they trying to say? Is the spider... I don't know what gay spiders look like. Is he gay? (laughs) He sounds gay, but what do I know? Would, would, would the spider talk, or would they just, like, be chatting about, like, hey, it's really cool into this cabin this weekend. Yeah, it's good to get away from the campus. You'd look over, and there'd just be a spider web with, like, words in it, like, yeah, brah, beer me. And they're like, yeah! They throw a beer at the web. Yeah, like, <laughs> they put a little beer in a thimble, and, like, through the whole movie, you just see spider web saying things. That spider's gonna get laid. Yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Prejudice. Discrimination. <laughs> well, I was just wow. like, how did that work? Wow. I know. Well, I guess it would it would get laid by other spiders. Maybe there's a sexy female spider. Oh, really? Why the oh, spider... so the spider would have sex with another spider, huh? Yeah. Why can't the spider have sex with a human? Ooh, what if there's a campus black widow and he's always trying to... Well, <laughs> I can tell you why a spider can't have sex with a human. There's a oh, really? size difference. There's well, a... maybe, maybe not. I just don't see you why you have to be so judgmental. You know what? That was my bad. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. Co-host, I apologize. If two consenting beings, um, beings. wants to, to, to fall in love and have a physical relationship, I think that's up to them. And personally, I'm not going to judge them. You're right. Alex, you have such a narrow view of what sex is. Sex doesn't actually mean... It doesn't have to involve penetration. What about... You do so many other things. What did Fifty Shades of Grey teach us? You can do little spider kisses. Like... (laughs) 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 Little spider kisses. That actually sounds adorable. And you said it yourself. Spiders can get up in you. So that spider's going to go up in that trap. (laughs) (laughs) That spider's going to get... Do the spiders call it a trap? (laughs) I'm going to get in that trap. (laughs) What? (laughs) I've never been with a tarantula before. Yeah, I don't. You know what? That my bad. I didn't. Since spiders can create art, uh, like the parrot, um, I think that we should accept them as equals. It's about time. It's about time. We won a victory today. We really did. I I grew up as a person today on that podcast. You did. You did. And we we thought it would never happen. Well, it's been so long, we've been biting our tongues, dealing with your prejudices. The next time you see one of those parrots holding one of those large, loud boomboxes, you won't glare at them. You'll just think, cool, cool. <laughs> He's just like me. I like music, too. I don't listen to it on a loud boombox, but <laughs> he's just like me. There are cultural differences. <laughs> I mean, I mean between there's the truth in parrot stereotypes. <laughs> I mean, I, personally, I think I think diversity is better than this idea of a melting pot. We don't all have to be the same. Why is that spider lisping so much? <laughs> oh, hey, it's me. It's the spider. <laughs> 
Pauline, you played the rat in Charlotte's Web, and you know it. I know. I'm sorry. I love garbage. <laughs> oh man, Jonathan, that uh, is awesome. Spider news. I, I just love all these. I love all these creatures coming together and like really like. You know what? Humanity's pretty cool. I'm gonna make my own art. I'm gonna listen or, to music. Or humanity sucks. Let's kill them. <laughs> Humans have been plucking us out of our webs and screaming and killing us for so long. I want to give them something else to swing at. (laughs) (laughs) This baseball bat, as it comes at their head. Try and bat this away. The bat, I mean. I'm killing you. Guys, I have another animal fact, but it depends on how you define animal. Because it kind of, well, first off, it it kind of branches across a lot of things, too. Um, But this is very interesting. Um... Researchers at Berkeley have genetically engineered a virus um, that naturally links itself up from its head to its its tail or its bottom. Um, and it's a certain type of, um, I guess, not substance, but a certain type of object. Uh, some crystals have this, te- this ability as well, um, uh, and some viruses that if you uh, put pressure on it, so a little gentle pressure, um, it causes it to create an electrical charge. Okay. So wait, what can this, what can this, this is a virus you said? They've genetically engineered a virus. Um, and what can it do from end to end? What can it do? Um, it naturally aligns itself. So um, in the wild, its charge is kind of chaotic, like most things. Like if a crystal, if you do it, it's chaotic. And this virus normally is too. I can't remember why it exactly needs this electrical charge. But they found a way to genetically engineer it to where it has a certain type of deposit like I guess a few atoms thick on its tail as opposed to its head and that allows it to have basically a positive and negative end Whoa. we are guys we are making virus batteries and this is real tech that's, that's very strange all from pressure too like it's pressure sensitive and it'll make electricity just by touching it and they're viruses so it's not alive per se it's a physical thing but at the same time it has like a genetic code in it but viruses can't they don't really break down organically they're most they're mostly mostly crystallisk or like they're weird little shaped things right so they genetically engineered it's called m13 now humans can't get this virus i, I can't remember the animal i'll look it up in just a second that this actually infects but researchers at Berkeley... It's going to turn something into a Pikachu. <laughs> it may be the beginnings of a real-life Pikachu. We have created the Pikachu virus. We have created the Pikachu virus. Infect my cat with yeah. the M13. I want it to be a Pikachu. <laughs> oh, damn, you cat. It's really... Oh, this is chaotic. I don't like this anymore. Oh, this is bad. I've got to comb the cat, but I'm scared. <laughs> so wait. So what would be the practical purpose of... Oh, Jonathan. An electrical battery virus. This is going to be fucking awesome. What they did was they uh, made really, really tiny, I guess, virus-thick films or sheets of these because they had them to where they'll line up, like their heads will connect to their bottoms. Um, and you don't have to feed them. They're basically virus slaves. Uh, they got them chained up into sheets, and, and they layered the sheets, I think with layers of gold, and they got them to power a tiny LCD screen. Okay. <laughs> So they are essentially an experimental fuel source at this point. Jonathan, they are going to be an awesome fuel source. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about this. The only thing that it requires once you have them latticed together is pressure. Uh So you could technically have this all over your floor and walk through your home and charge batteries and make electricity to store. Right. You could put this on roads. You could put this anywhere. It holds up Put it on a windmill. You can put it in a windmill. You can put it anywhere. You can put it in your shoes and power your iPhone or something. Like, this is new tech. Now, the LCD screen, um, they were able to, like, use it to put, like, basic ones and zeros on there, like binary. Like, flashing one, flashing zeros. Um, But ultimate, and um, 
they were only able to muster in their first experiments like the quarter of the energy or I guess wattage or voltage of a double A battery. But this is their first test with this. Like it's yeah. only sure. going to improve. And how like how big a thing is that? Not very big at all. Like it's pretty tiny. I don't remember the exact dimensions, but it, it wasn't big. This is some new awesome tech. So we won't necessarily be able to infect our cats to make them into Pikachus, but we will eventually be able to watch the Pokemon cartoon just by poking the TV. Oh, yeah. I want to watch it. I'm going to poke it. I want to watch it. Leave your dog or cat at home when you go to work. Have that cat and dog work for you by walking around the house and charging your batteries. Nice. (laughs) You dog and you cat, you are so lazy. You don't pull your weight around here for nothing. Meow. I'm going to put you to work. I'm going to have you walk around this house. (laughs) I'm also going to attach this feather duster to your tails. And you're going to do multiple <laughs> things at once. The new no and the old school of chore doing. <laughs> you're also paying rent in the currency that you choose. Cats, dogs, choose your currency. Bones, I figured. <laughs> or bacon. Bacon strips. I hear the dogs uh-huh. love those. <laughs> oh, um, they can't read. They don't know what's on the bag. <laughs> Oh, no. They don't know it's not bacon. They won't know that they're charging your house. They will know they're slaves, just like these viruses. Like, they have no mind, so it's actually a perfect kind of thing, but... I didn't know it was M13, Bark. I didn't know. <laughs> um, M13 does... Uh, I, I looked it up while um, just now. Um, it only affects bacteria. Like, it's a virus of bacteria. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, it's a win-win! Ta-da! Problem solved. So if you injected it into something else, what would happen? Just nothing? It would dissolve? Nothing. It's inert. It wouldn't. Ha- it would be like, what's this about? Nope. It might, le- it, may- it might send out random electrical charges if you put pressure on it. But you get those things in a lattice, Jonathan. You're, you get them head to tail. You're so laid back about this, Alex, that I think you know something about another alternative use for this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying it's very interesting tech. We could have solved a lot of our energy problems, and fuck, we're going to need it soon. I mean, I'm not saying that I injected Brad with it, and if I just put pressure on his forehead, his brain will explode. Ow! Ow, my brain! Ow! My brain! (laughs) I loved it so much. Ah, I can't remember the third grade. But I know M13. I must obey M13. M13. Brad, to answer your question, um, super small. It was one square centimeter, and it was enough to nice. power. That's fucking awesome. One square centimeter has the power of a double A? Two, two gold-plated electrodes. Damn. Coated wires, yeah. That's pretty rad. One-fourth the power, mate. Can I get I like an M13 it. heating blanket? Sure. What can you not do? When you're sleeping, Jonathan, the pressure you put on your bed, powering the house that you live in. Ooh. The infomercial writes itself, right? And when <laughs> I'm having sex with a spider, ooh, the pressure. <laughs> Well, I have an M13 <laughs> condom, and then I just take it off, and then I charge up my phone with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. I just charge my phone with the condom, all the sex I just, I've been having. I just put my, I put on my M13 condom, I fuck a spider, and then I charge my phone. The year 2040 is weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird, Jonathan? My grandchildren are judging now? fucking spiders. I don't know what's happening. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as the spider's consenting. Listening to that weird spider te- spider techno, which is called Spido. <laughs> and it sounds the like this. Hate it. <laughs> it's like the creepy. Hate it. They hate that spider oh, yeah. techno. In fact, the spiders are bitter enemies. Mm. <laughs> We're going to have like spider gangs 
are like places where only spiders congregate around cities and birds congregate, they'll be bitter enemies. They're not gonna, they're not gonna See, come. Alex, before you were talking about the spiders with their boom boxes, now you're saying they're all gang members. I just, <laughs> I still think you have a lot of prejudices about these spiders. Let's not get it, let's not get it twisted. I said the parrots were the ones with the boom boxes. I think that was Jonathan. And that was the, right. I said that. And you know what, you know what I like? I like Spider Chubby Checker because he's a spider, <laughs> but he's nice, you know? He's like friendly. He's not very You're, you're not scared of him. <laughs> He's one of them, but he's not. He was on the Lawrence Welk Spider Show. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I it's I love tech. This is so awesome. I can't wait till we have everything ran by viruses. I mean, as far as powered by viruses. I cannot wait until viruses control everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan, Brad and I happened across an article um, yes, on The ma'am. Verge that's pretty amazing. Um, it's a story about Watson. Uh, the super smart um, computer of who course. gang shows, you know, the Jeopardy computer. Uh, there's a story in the early development where um, programmers had to remove certain parts of Watson's memory because oh. um, it started to, I guess, query Urban Dictionary and got a little too sassy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> to quote the, <laughs> the program. Listen, Watson, you're... <sighs> I just, you're not being as professional. You're going on Jeopardy, for God's sakes. Would you just stop it with the slang? You sound like a spider. What is a peanut butter skillet? What is a peanut butter? Oh, that's disgusting, Watson. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really Eat funny. a dick, you fools. <laughs> so they lobotomized okay. Watson. <laughs> they basically got rid of, they censored Watson. I, I know Brad would... Yeah, I guess core hates I got, this. Got no use. Listen, I got no use for arbitrary censorship of language. I definitely got no use for arbitrary censorship of language to our supercomputers. I mean, Brad, look, it's not that big of a deal. They just programmed the knowledge that there's a list of bad words that he can't uh, use. Bad words out there. Fuck that shit. So, but I also don't like it because this computer was like getting into Urban Dictionary and like, all right, cool. And just using these words for its <laughs> right. language. And they were like, nah. And it had no choice in the matter. They just neutered its mind. Like, boom. He was getting too militant. He was just, he was getting into that Urban Dictionary. He was learning about boom boxes. <laughs> just, oh, he was so mean. See, we, we like him when he's nice. <laughs> so, I, I really think this, this is setting the image of, uh, supercomputers back a lot because everyone's talking about you know when the robots take over you know when AI happens if you give that AI a voice of the people just like common vernacular mm-hmm. it's going to seem less threatening yeah um, one of the researchers Eric Brown uh, recounts the story about uh, one time the computer responded to like a question by saying bullshit <laughs> which is when they were like Watson bullshit Mr. Handman man you like something out of a comic book and they were like, "Fuck you, computer!" I really wish they scoop out your brains. Can you imagine the, the computer like getting arrogant or like talking back to Alex Trebek during Jeopardy? Man, Alex Trebek, why don't you shut your stupid face, grow that mustache back? <laughs> <laughs> you better shut it down before I show you my dog collar. What is a dog collar? Oh God, what's it? <laughs> the filthiest <laughs> terms. LOL. <laughs> ASL, ASL. Watson? (laughs) Too old, moving on. (laughs) Did Watson just turn me down? Too old. In my mind, see, (laughs) 
In my mind, That's I like gross. to pretend that the that Watson is, is Jim Kelly um, from Enter the Dragon, and he's just really cool. And he's got like an afro. I, oh, I, was... I, I knew I recognized the comic book quote. That's a really good quote from that movie. Now that I remember, That's the, that is the best quote from that movie. Hey, you like something out of a comic book? Bullshit, Mister Handman. Man, you like something out of a comic? Just the extra man. Bullshit, Mister <laughs> Handman. Man, you like something out of a comic book? And then they kill him. The best character in that movie, and they kill him. Oh. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tragedy. Seriously. Well, our computers are not going to be talking to us in the slang of our people just yet. We're, lob- we're lobotomizing our computers, but we want to enslave these viruses. You know, come on, what's, what's, what's happening? How do we feel about computers, guys? Guys, I've got something for you. Oh, what's up? Listen, we've been talking a lot about computers. We've been talking a lot about animals. I think we need to take it. I think we need to take it back to the people. Okay. And I've I've got a 17 year old kid that's got a question. All right, all right. All right. A 17 year old boy wrote into Maxim Magazine with a question. 17 year old boy? Yes, a 17 year old boy. Okay. I'm mm, a 17. Say it again, but say it slower. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not able to consent, Jonathan. Unlike a spider, 17 year old boy is not of age to consent. Look, it's a state by state issue on the spider thing. Spiders only live for about a year, like tiny ones. Like I think the most a spider lives is like five. Right? Well, I don't know what the age of consent for spiders is, but I'm sure it's it's different considering their lifespan. I'm not looking for a long-term commitment with a spider anyway. It's, it's not very long-term. And they can't give it to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. Continue. A 17-year-old boy's written into Maxim Magazine. I've noticed there's been a change in my father's behavior. He spends too much time at the computer playing a war game. I've noticed how alone my mom feels. I just want my father to spend more time with my mom. What should I do? How can I talk to my father? I feel shame for him. Please help. I feel shame for him. There's a lot of questions here. Because I don't know why this got intercepted. But I have a response for somebody that's not from Maxim Magazine. (laughs) Well, the question is, how did they... I'm sure they're a reader, an avid reader of Maxim Magazine. Well, part of me thinks that maybe there's a typo in this article. Because I don't know why this boy wrote to Maxim Magazine and why Pat Robertson is responding. Is there like a Christian Maxim Magazine? I don't know. All I know is a 17-year-old boy writes to Maxim Magazine. A Christian Maxim Magazine. Is. Like, is he mean war like in like World of Warcraft or is he talking like Civilization or something? Or Call of Duty. Oh, he could be playing like it's a, a war game. A first I don't player. know. But you think a kid would be, especially 17 year old, more sad. There is a kid, his dad's not paying attention to his mom, he's playing video games. The kid's upset. Pay attention to mom. Well, it's Maxim Magazine, so what he's really saying is my dad isn't isn't spending time with my mom, a.k.a. like, I think my mom's lonely, a.k.a. that dad and mom aren't having sex. <laughs> He's spending way too much time on this fucking video game, and my mom is feeling like a spinster. Why am I so attached to my mom? Well, my, my question is, guys, first of all, what should this kid do? <laughs> I mean, he's got trouble. He's, I mean, he's going to be getting some advice from Maxim. He's going to be getting some advice from Pat Robertson. But I want to know from you guys. I mean, he is in trouble. Like, he's, get, he's getting answers from all different places. So what do you guys think the answer to this problem is? Well, I think you should go to college and not worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good... Do you know what? Don't, don't look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Take a take a take a pl- take a page out of the playbook of the spider and look at look at you and what what can I improve on? Don't worry about dad. Mom and dad got their relationship going. Like the, you don't see what they do when he's not at that computer. Okay. Chill out. 
All right. Is she? Is your mom cool with it? Did your mom force you to write this into Maxim to shame other men? Ooh. Why are you ashamed of your father for playing a war game? You're 17 years old. What are you doing with your life? And isn't shame a bit of a harsh word yeah. to throw See, at your father? I mean, for God's sake, he, he raised you. And you're 17. You don't know what shame is. <laughs> you don't know what shame is yet. Yeah. And if you're quoting his like his letter directly, I'm pretty sure a kid didn't write that. Well, also, but I'll, I'll say this. It's a kid writing into a magazine. That's like all kinds of old-timey. Because yeah. magazines don't exist anymore. Well, um, he has an old-timey way of looking at things. Right. So As this someone who's now enlightened uh, just on this episode about you know animal rights and animals' place in the world, mm-hmm. I think it's weird and even archaic that he would think such things about his father. Okay. All right. So you say kid, don't even worry about it. But, kid, don't but, worry about it. But why aren't you getting laid? <laughs> what are you doing? Hmm. It's so harsh. Alex is a harsh parent. Well, Pat Robertson had some different ideas. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, first first he suggests maybe try to get him out of the house, you know, get him, maybe they can go on some sort of romantic weekend getaway. And, you know, uh, because clearly the romance is obviously going out of the marriage. Yeah. Which, okay, sure. All right. Um, But then he's got some other ideas. You know, it may be your mom isn't as sweet as you think she is. (sighs) She may be kind of hard-nosed, and so you say it's my father, he's not paying enough attention, but mom, you know mom. Oh. And then he goes on to tell a story about how a woman came to a preacher, and she was an really ugly, she had uh, bad hair, her hair, her hair was all torn up, she was overweight, and she looked terrible. <laughs> Definitely ranked at, like, 64th in the congregation. All right, so this is already, like, a hilarious anecdote Pat's telling her, right? The grossest woman rolls in, and she's like, Hey, Reverend, what can I do? My husband has started to drink. All right, wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, I can see where it's coming uh, uh, Where it's coming from. But Preacher looks at her and says, Madam, if I was married to you, I'd start drinking, too. <laughs> Zinger! Um, it's your mom's fault. Holy your dad's shit. playing games all the time. It's probably because your mother's a bitch or ugly. Do you ever think about that? Why don't you tell mom to go get some work done? Maybe get off the couch. Maybe stop being such an ugly, nagging bitch. Yeah, she needs one of those Jesus makeover stat. Mm. Mom, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, the Stairmaster. <laughs> wow, that's, that's that is very predictably harsh coming from Pat Robertson. It's the woman's That's fault. That's a weird story to hear from Pat Robertson, especially to think of him as a, I mean, of course, religious Jizo, mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but at the same time, damn, dog. Pat, like, Pat Robertson comes out with some stuff. Like, lately, he's had some good ideas. Like, he came out for, like, marijuana legalization. What? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Surprise. Lately, he's been on a track record of saying, like, really awesome, strangely un-Pat Robertson-like things. But then you throw this one in, and it's like, oh, okay. All so right. So he's still very sexist. You're still insane. It's your mom. Your mom's a bitch. It's the woman's wrong fault. with dad. I mean, he's obviously competent. He's playing a video game and winning. Why is he ignoring her? Maybe it's her fault. Duh. Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe your mom is a flinty shrew. When your dad makes an advance, she pushes him away. And then it just festers inside you until you don't know what to do. <laughs> pat, pat, pat. <laughs> pat, you need to talk for And then she just go off to your office and read your Maxim magazines. And try to answer letters for people <laughs> that didn't ask you. <laughs> Have you seen the clip of Pat Robertson asking his female co-host if she watches porn? Yes. Oh he's, man! Please tell me about this. I've oh, not it's seen amazing. It yet. That's another one where Pat Robertson looks awesome because he's because he's pretty much implying that everyone watches porn, but he's not. It was some sort of uh, survey about women who watch porn, and he was just aghast at the idea that women would watch porn. And he's like, "Isn't that a man thing? I mean, do you watch porn?" The woman's like, "Uh, no, Pat, I don't. Please no, stop asking no, me no, about porn." No, 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 no. 
No, he's like, I can't believe that. I thought, I thought, you know, that was something men just. I didn't know any women like that. You ever watch porn? <laughs> he's like smiling. He's like, she's like, well, no, no. Well, obviously, I would not. Are you sure about that? <laughs> it was kind of awesome. Yeah, the look on her face, she was like, oh, I, I can't do this today. And he it knows. is far too early. <laughs> oh, it's like, he's just like the weird, creepy uncle. He's a turtle. Like, he's a turtle man sitting next to this beautiful woman, and she's like, I, well, this is not where I thought my life would go. He's a turtle man. What kind of, what kind of porn do you like looking at, honey? That's, I was what just about like? to say, what, what are you into? What do you like to watch? We can pull some up now. <laughs> I'll just pull up my computer here. It's all right. My, my impression is slowly turning into Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you like to do? Hell, 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 hell. Now, Angie, I found some pornography on this computer here. I thought maybe we could take Thelma Lou. <laughs> what was the other one's name? I don't remember. Thelma Lou. You can make them up. Well, Thelma Lou and Mary Louise. I thought we'd take them up, you know, maybe watch some pornos. See what they're into. Take them up to Mount Pilot. Take them up to Mount Pilot, watch some pornos. Take them to Mount Pilot, watch some pornos. <laughs> you know, if you're into it. Thelma Lou loves watching what? watching gangbangs up in Mount Pilot. <laughs> Thought about filming one. Yeah, no. Oh man. <laughs> wow, Pat Robertson. Don Knotts and Pat Robertson watching porn with the ladies. <laughs> A few episodes back we um, talked about Spider-Man 700 and how crazy that shit was. I bought it and let me tell you it is crazy. <laughs> And it gets pretty... A lot of the things that we went with it actually come up, and it's kind of weird. Does Aunt May see a spider boner? Um, well... Hmm? There's a lot of things happening in Spider-Man Universe that I didn't know were happening. Um, okay. Which were, like, made it triple shock value for me as, like, a, a, a reader. Because I haven't read a Spider-Man comic in years. So, like, Aunt May is, like, shacking up with, um... What's his name? Who's the uh, guy... Um, that runs the newspaper. Oh, J. Always was all- J. Jonah Jameson. His father and Aunt May are an item now. Like, they're married. Whoa. So, Joe Jonah Jameson is related to Peter Parker. Like, obviously not through blood, but like... Fam. They're fam. Fam drums. Yeah. And Joe Jana, he's like the mayor now of New York. Like, he moved up in the ranks. There's a lot of weird stuff. I, I like really- that you called him Joe Jana. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and Joe he's Dana. not really comfortable with the fact, or at least you, you give the impression that he's not comfortable with the fact that Aunt May married his dad How until old this is his episode. dad. He looks yeah. old, like he's the old he's Aunt May old. Jesus. Yeah. They've actually like really like Aunt May doesn't look like at least the artist who was drawing her in this comic book didn't look old old. Like hmm. instead of like old grandmother Aunt May, it's more like sexy old grandmother Aunt May, and it's weird. <laughs> like, oh, so Aunt she's May, a cougar. Yeah, so she has, like, a facelift, and she's got, like... But isn't Peter Parker, like, 30 years old or something now? Oh, yeah, you would think he was 12, given the way they drew him, but it okay. was weird. I feel like uh, Peter Parker is always eternally, like, 17, somehow. But I feel like there wasn't there at least a point where he was, like, a, like a high school teacher or something now? Like, he's I a fucking... Like they finally they yeah. grew him up, and, like, now he's, like, an adult. Yeah. So... That's weird. I don't know how you guys keep up with that stuff because there's always six iterations of a Spider-Man or a Superman going at once, and I never know how anyone keeps track of that stuff. Oh, I just started I getting yeah. onto it once I realized that you know there was this weird love triangle between Aunt May, <laughs> the new Peter Parker slash Doc Ock Spider-Man, That's and then amazing. Mary Jane. Like that alone is odd enough. Where I'm like, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Well, I am aware of the uh, the Spider-Man arc that took place many years ago where Peter made a deal with the devil to oh, yeah. keep Mary Jane alive or some such nonsense. I think it was his aunt alive, actually. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Maybe. I. Who knows? 
It's, it's you never know where comics because comics are one of the things that will just do odd, crazy shit with their characters. Well, it's all soap opera, yeah, yeah, yeah. But After when do we get the corsairs? Oh yeah. When do we get the corsairs? We're, we'll work on it. We'll get we'll get it out there one way or another. Who's writing that Spider-Man slash porn fic out there? What oh, what are people's preferences for spider porn? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think we've uh, let's not go down that road. Maybe we'll ask the spiders when they you know start listening. See how Alex is grossed out by the idea of spider yeah, porn, Brad. He hasn't gotten over anything. Mm. Oh, come on, trying to deny spiders their innate sexuality. <laughs> We're here. Um, we have eight legs. We want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it, straight humans. <laughs> Why does that spider have a lisp? <laughs> um, guys, do you want to play a uh, a round of who's losing in Facebook? Always. Oh, I, I hope I'm good at this because I have not been on Facebook in many a moon. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jonathan. Well, you're not missing much. It has gotten crazier since your departure. Um... But I have with me three, um, I guess, message or status updates that I was going to recount to you guys. And hopefully you can help me understand or help our audience understand who's losing at Facebook. Okay, so you're going to give us all three of these right up top, and from there we'll, we'll kind of pick from there. Oh, yeah. Well, we can comment on them in real time, but yeah. Oh, uh, sure, One of those kind of wordy, but I'll also give you the perspective. Now, this is from um, one of my ex-girlfriend's Japanese friends. Full um, name, please. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to say your name on, on here, but uh, I'm pretty sure she <laughs> No, no, no. Partially because I don't know how to really pronounce it. Um, but she had this to say on Facebook one day. And I'll read it verbatim what she typed. I saw a dream. I was taking care of an, of old people at my job. The that, co- wait, sorry. Can I just stop you and say that's all one sentence? Yeah. I saw a dream I was taking care of old people at my job. <laughs> Do you, can you just go ahead and read this then? Oh, if you gla- want? Yeah, yeah, go sure. for it. Go for it. <laughs> <clears throat> I saw a dream I was taking care of old people at my job. The company hired new staff. It's kind of difficult to say they were good at this job. They are troublemaker. They are trouble. Maker, comma. And I was screaming to them, Stop doing! I think I'm just missing my job. I don't work it for a long time. Well, I can't work now. (laughs) So that's one message. I'm not really sure what to derive from this other than she had a dream about her workplace and then she's commenting on the performance of the people at the job that is all in her head, by the way. I dreamed a dream. I was taking care of old people at my job. I haven't worked that job The company hired new staffs. (laughs) So it's clear clear that she's concerned that she's going to be replaced, I think. She misses her job and she's worried that, like, new people will come in. Well, I I mean, guys, it's kind (laughs) of difficult to say they were good at this job. They are trouble, maker, and I was screaming to them, stop doing! I think I'm just missing my job. I don't work it for a long time. Well, she was... I can't work now. <laughs> Why can't you work now? Like, I'm just like, what do you mean because you can't she, work now? Because she's learning the language, Alex. <laughs> if, if, I, if she was my supervisor, I'd be like, stop doing, stop doing. I'm going to keep stop. doing it. Yeah, stop. Stop. stop doing. Stop doing four exclamation points. I also love her follow-up, which oh, I also sorry. captured immediately following this. Right. It's like, it's like an afterthought. So yeah. it's like, oh, oh, I said all that. Um, I can't work now. Oh, oh, by the way, going to my doggy's hospital now at Fuchu. <laughs> That's why she can't work. Her dog's sick. Ooh. Oh, hi, Benny. <laughs> hi, Benny. So we have, we have that one. This You're one my favorite is, customer. Um, <laughs> this one I thought was kind of funny. Uh, this is one of my summer camp campers. Oh. 
Um, and she had this to say one evening. Brad, do you just want to read all of them? Sure. Like, Wait, how old is this individual? Um, she is a, a member of the summer camp, so she's like a kid. So she's either 12 or 14, maybe. Oh, okay. Like, she's a kid. OMG, one point for me, two exclamation points. Funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, three exclamation points. Hi. Okay, so we just watched The Shining, and I'm kind of freaked out. My mom and Jared have been playing pranks on me like we had Chinese food, and my mom changed my fortune cookie to red rum. Six dot ellipses. Space. And you would have to have... And you would have to have had seen the movie to get it. And I... Lowercase i. Obviously knew it was them, but whatever. Four dot ellipses. Then they jumped out at me and screamed. Then I scream. Ellipses. Oh, my God. <laughs> but now, here is the good part. <laughs> All, oh of God. Thank All of that. All of that. Guys, guys, guys. I think it's adorable. Was, She's never was, seen The Shining. That was, that was all prep. Here is the good part you've been waiting for. Get ready to laugh. That was all context. Now let's dive in. <laughs> okay. So I went to our hallway closet and cracked the door a little bit. Then when they came upstairs, I jumped out and screamed at Jared. Five exclamation points. Oh, five. This is officially beyond the Japanese woman. <laughs> he was he was genuinely scared like it was hilarious. Two exclamation points. Oh, well. You had to see his face. Two exclamation <laughs> points. He literally jumped back and was a little shaken after. Two exclamation points. So funny. Four dot ellipses. Except Jesus. they're going to get me back. So long. Four dot ellipses. I wouldn't be surprised if I wake up with the with the standing over me with an axe. Five dot ellipses. Again, you would have had to see the movie and heard our conversation. Period. No space. But just to fill you in, I said I hate the feeling when the letter U feel someone is gonna watch you in your sleep. And the movie's main weapon was and and axe and that really freaked me out. So oh my god. Yeah, there's my story. Two exclamation points. Oh my god! Stupidest kid ever. <laughs> I, I wish you had not read or like said the ellipses, but like read it like she would have been speaking. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Because I feel like this is how she would talk about it. Let, like, can I? Can just I run sorry, can I just run on and like stop just, for a second? Can I just do this again? <laughs> but as Morgan Freeman, <clears throat> OMG, one point for me. Funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. You're not, you're not gonna okay. read the whole thing, right? So we. <laughs> well, if I don't say all of the, if I don't see all the punctuation, let me just get skip to the good part. I'll skip to the good part. The good part. The good part. So what she says. Okay, so I went into our hallway closet and cracked the door a little bit. And then when they came upstairs, I jumped out and screamed at Jared. He was genuinely scared like it was hilarious. You had to see his face. He literally jumped back and was a little shaken after. So funny. (laughs) Except they're going to get me back. I wouldn't be surprised if I wake up with the standing over me with an axe. Again, you would have had to see the movie and heard our conversation, but just to fill you in, I said I hate the feeling when you feel like someone is going to watch you in your sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And the movie's main weapon was an axe, and that really freaked me out. So, yeah, there's my story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, that's my story. You should have read all of them as Morgan Freeman. I also love like she just has pauses. This is one of the craziest things I've ever. Lots of talking and 
stopping, and then it goes on and on and on, and then we don't like to stop. Man, hearing... And then we stop. <laughs> I love that she has to explain to her friends what red rum means, because she's never oh my seen, God, guys, never you have seen to see The Shining. Guys, you have to see, if you didn't see the movie, you wouldn't understand it. If you don't Look. get it, one of the main movies, and the, the, the weapon in the movie is an axe. The main and weapon in the movie. The main like, that's movie. the point of The, the Shining. Because you don't get it, because he was standing over my bed with an axe, because an axe is what they use in the movie. Guys! Do you, are you listening? I also love when she says she screamed at Jared. I screamed at Jared. The, the sentence is set up. It almost seems like she screamed at Jared. But she jumped out of the closet. Oh my God. I screamed at Jared. I screamed at him like he had gone to Jared. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the commercial. And he got scared because he doesn't really want to date my mom. Because it's Jared's obviously not. I hate Jared. <laughs> Jared. I was going to point that out too. I was like, wow, Jared's on a first name basis. Jared is not dad. <laughs> Jared looks at me weird sometimes when we go to the pool. Sometimes I, like I wake it. up and he's standing over my bed. <laughs> sometimes I think he's a boater. <laughs> God. That's why I hide in the closet and jump out and scare him. Hey, I'm Jared. I bring cool Look. movies over. I bring cool movies over. Do you want to watch a movie with me and your mom? I'd like to throw a Dark Horse candidate into the Lose Losing oh, at Facebook. Okay. All right. um, <clears throat> Alex, uh, we commented on this earlier, but... uh. Big Bang Theory, period, space, no, space, three exclamation points. Ta-da. Oh. Well, you know what? I think I think we found who, who lost in Facebook. Yeah. You know, guys, I spent a lot of time in Owensboro, which meant I watched a good amount of Big Bang Theory. That show is funny. I like that Sheldon. I like how Sheldon's mean and people are mean to him and they all hate each other and the show's about spiteful people. It's hilarious. And laugh tracks. God, I no, <laughs> no, I cannot get. I I hate what Fuck Big Bang Theory is. That masquerades is like what it is. How it drops random things that are most of the time just inaccurate, as far as like quote unquote science and quote unquote nerdy things. My family loves, actually loves this. By the way, oh they sure, love my family Big Bang does Theory. Too. It's weird. I don't understand it. My grandparents like Big Bang Theory. Like they quote it, and I'm like, what? Uh, How is that possible? What is the what is the one thing that Sheldon says? No idea. That's like I don't remember. It's not boing boing. It's something weird. (laughs) Boing boing. It's not even like it's something like. Oh, he's a he has a catchphrase. He has a catchphrase. (laughs) It's either bazinga, I think. I think it's bazinga. Bazinga. My grandmother said that at Christmas. Like she opened a present and was like bazinga. (laughs) Like, and it was all. It was like. (laughs) It was out of happiness. It was out of happiness and the exclamation. Like it was just normal. And I thought. But maybe Bazanga. I thought, what the fuck happened? What you- um, yes, it is because this same person that just lost at Facebook was playing the big, the Big Bang Theory board game, and then oh. says Bazinga. Yep. Oh, My fuck. grandmother uses that as a common word, and it's oh. in her vocabulary to be happy. Where other people might go like, yay, or like, yeah. She says, bazinga. Bazinga. Just to talk about your grandparents for another second. We mentioned in the last episode how Alice's grandmother was berating a woman that she said was too ugly to be in films. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty similar to Pat Robinson's, like, you know, playing the woman. Yeah, Yeah, but this is just a random character actor in a small role in The Bishop's Wife with Cary Grant. Um, But... Alex's grandfather also told the amazingly epic story <laughs> yes. of how he got his nickname. What was his Tinho, Tinhead, Tinho, or something like that, right? Oh. Or was it, I know one of his nicknames was Toehead, and it evolved no, from no, there. No. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's T, T in the hole. T in the hole. 
T in the hole. That's a weird nickname. T in the hole. Oh, no, no. Let me explain it for I think I'm, I'm explaining it as Don Knotts, just because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, here's a story of how I got my name. Uh, T in the hole. What, is it T, what's, I think it's T hole is what it initially T hole. Well, here's the story of how I became T hole. Well, now, you see, everyone used to call me Toehead. Because <laughs> I was Toeheaded. Oh. Toeheaded being a, a small child with blonde hair. Right. So apparently a Toehead. I did not know this. Right. Well, no, I'm not going to do Don Knotts because that's just too much. Um, <laughs> so then what happened was there was this there was this cistern, you see, and we, we used to go and play around it. And then, like, this one kid, I think his name was Petey, Petey fell down in the cistern. And we say, where's Petey at? Where's Petey at? And he'd get all mad at us, and we'd say, oh, peace in the hole again. So we do that, and he'd make him so mad. And- also, if I can interject really quick, um, they had a ladder went down into the cistern, and they would play around it. So when Petey went down there, they took the ladder up and kept Petey in the hole, like taunting him with phrases like, I haven't seen Petey in a while. And Petey's in the, like, you son of a bitch, you bastards, when I get out of this hole. But they were children. <laughs> so they, like you said, they called him Petey in the hole. They called him Petey. And, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, My grandfather I'm gonna... was evil. I'm going to I'm going to shave about 15 minutes off of this story. And then that's when the clown appeared in the cistern and talked to Petey. <laughs> so, well then, so then, you know, my older brother, he was always, you know, he was always, you know, just getting at me and stuff. And so, so he, he started, he started calling, calling me, he started calling me T in the hole. He called me T in the hole. All right. So, so I get all mad about it. You know, oh, well, you know, T in the hole. And everyone heard that and they started hearing, they started hearing, Ten, ten hole, ten. So they, so they start calling me ten hole. Then, Jesus. see, <laughs> most elaborate nickname ever. The story must have taken fifteen minutes, at probably. least. To- but it- Toehead Pete fell in a hole, then T in the hole, then ten hole. Because apparently they were at a party or something, and a girl misunderstood what my grandfather's friend called him. Instead of T in the hole, she thought tin hole, tin T hole, tin hole, tin hole, and she was like, "Oh, he, you call him tin hole? Well, that's his nickname." My grandfather has so many crazy stories. I should recount some of them on a future episode because they are nuts. I mean, what, what's, a, what's a better thing for a grandpa to do than tell crazy stories that don't go anywhere? <laughs> it was amazing. Like, honestly, that was like, it was the first time we got to Tennessee. That was an amazing evening. <laughs> Out of all those nicknames, I think Tinhead is the best. I think Tinhead <laughs> got thrown around there for a second. I, I wouldn't mind be called, be, being called Tinhead. T in the hole. That's, a, that's an elaborate nickname. Hey, T in the hole. T-hole. Tin head. Tin hole. Tin hole. Tin hole. I don't know about that one. Why are you called tin hole? <laughs> Ew. Uh, Guys, did we decide on who is the ultimate loser of Facebook? Oh, was it, it was Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, obviously. Yeah, Big I mean, Bang come Theory. On. Come on. Brad sweeped it. He just came in and was like, nope, I got something better. And he did. I was going to say, I, I saw most of this, an entire episode uh, while I was traveling for vacation. And the episode involved Sheldon thinking he had appendicitis. He walks out of frame and you just hear, and then it cuts back to Sheldon holding his stomach. He goes, oh, perhaps it was the Brussels sprouts I had earlier. So off-camera fart joke, which they then followed up with a second off-camera fart joke. Wow. Great job, guys. You did it. You're doing it. (laughs) Keep making those comedies. Hmm. The guy who plays Sheldon was in a Broadway production of Harvey this past year, and I was like, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, as I have mentioned before, I went to Owensboro for Christmas, and while I was there, I encountered the Messenger Inquirer, which is the local Owensboro paper. And Laura Wimsett has a column, uh, apparently a weekly column that she writes for the paper, and uh, I I would like to read this column to you. And I'm thinking the best way to do this is, if you ever have a question, a concern, uh, an objection... I, we're using Skype right now, so uh, I, I kind of, I, you know, if you want to make a timeout, <laughs> or if you just want to say timeout, <laughs> because it more than likely will have to happen, please feel free. <laughs> just feel free to uh, interject if you have any uh, concerns. The the headline of this column, again, Laura whims it. I'll hold it. I don't know if you can see her. Uh, I'm holding it up. Do you see her in the camera? Okay. I love this newspaper clipping, by the way. I, cl- it's so- I clipped it. Oh, it... Yeah, it's awesome. I clipped it. I folded it up. And I put a little envelope so I could take it home with me. And the <laughs> I just if I can interject really quick, just randomly. Sure. Time uh, out. <laughs> time time out. out off the bat, Jonathan. Time out. Um, I had an ex girlfriend whose mother used to like clip newspaper clippings and just leave him them for her without telling her. Like she'd come and visit her from wherever she was, and she would just leave clippings like on her dresser or bed. And she didn't at first. She didn't know where the hell they were coming from. Oh. <laughs> and then she realized, oh, my mom's doing this. And her mother did it um, ever since she was a kid, like up until she was an adult. And she's she can't she's so she, she's at a hard place where she was saying like I don't know if I should tell my mother because I don't read them I basically throw them away <laughs> just like I get all my information from the internet I I don't need to read these newspaper articles oh, no. but it turns out there it, it her mother trying to reveal the fact that she's a serial killer oh that might also be and she just never picked up on it why does my you knew the signs why does my mom keep circling letters in certain words in these articles is this a clue that I'm supposed to be putting together <laughs> mother what messages are you sending me in these clippings. I've killed your again, daughter. Some, your mom does some weird things. Um, I, I just thought I'd throw that in there. That's newspaper clipping. That's really creepy. <laughs> I thought you'd like this, dear Abby. I don't, mother. I don't. Uh, okay, so Laura Wimsett is a mother. Uh, she has a daughter. You'll hear a lot about her, actually. Uh, in this column, don't overlook shepherds. Now, keep in mind, this was before uh, the Christmas, you know, holiday. So this is all about Christmas. Okay. <clears throat> I crouched down and peered at the arrangement on the bottom shelf of the table in my daughter's living room. The one under the big TV that makes every show look like it's playing at the Malco. Time out. Whoa. Time out. The Malco is is Owensboro's sole 12-screen movie house. So the the, the TV is so big that it makes all the shows look like it's playing at the Malco. And I love that opening paragraph. It's so needlessly convoluted. I crouched down and peered at the arrangement on the bottom shelf of the table in my daughter's living room. The one under the big TV that makes every show. Who gives a fuck? Just get to the story. It is. I hate little editorials like this. She's built. She's really. She's putting you there. It's like you're there, you know? It's shit like this that made me stop listening to, like, um, uh, NPR. What is that one show on NPR? Any of them? This American Life. (laughs) This American Life. Because this is bullshit. Like, why do I care about Why are you trying to play emotions, like, off the bat? Like, act one. We enter in a room, crouch at a shelf. Look at the big TV. It makes things look large, like at the Malco. Act two. <laughs> Whatever Jonathan says next. I'm killing myself. <laughs> I'm killing myself. The paramedics arrived. They commented on how wonderful the screen looked. Uh, we're now it's turning into a David Sedaris. Yeah. <laughs> so the one of, one of the, one of the paramedics was wearing the ugliest shoes I'd ever seen. I didn't bother to comment. <laughs> oh. But you hear sound effects in the background, like footsteps. Poof. 
As I was taken down to the hospital, a lot of things flashed. All right, I'm done being David Sedaris. Please continue. (laughs) So she crouched down and she looked at the bottom shelf of this table that's under a TV. That's all we've learned so far. Okay. Is that one of those kids' nativity sets? I was asking only to be polite. I knew it was and was already reaching for the pieces for a closer look. Time out already. What do you mean I was asking to be polite? If you know what it is, you don't have to ask. Just be like, comment on it, I guess. You're not going to like her by the end of this column because I certainly didn't like her. Well, I hate her already. I'm sorry. Alex, is is that an iPhone? Yeah. I was just asking to be polite. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. No, it's like what people do when they reach for food while asking if they can also have it. (laughs) Like, guys, I'm sorry. Brad has got his Kindle by, like, just to, like, show. Brad, is that a Kindle? Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, like, I, I inquired because I thought it'd be polite to ask Oh, if it thank was. you. I was worried you weren't going to. But see, her style of this is she's reaching for the thing she wants as she's pretending to not know what it is. So it's like food when you reach out and go, oh, are those chicken tenders? As you're reaching for the chicken tenders. <laughs> I'm only asking to be polite because I want to grab them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's get, exact. Okay, yeah. Get yeah. your hand off of that tender. It's okay. It was only on the floor for a second. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she she asks, "Is that one of those kids' nativity sets?" Kids' nativity sets. Is that a thing? Yeah. Kids, do can kids play with them. Do kids have their own nativity sets? It's like Jesus action figures. I'm baby Jesus. Oh, oh Brad, you joke, but we'll find out here in a second. Oh, so Beth, sorry. Beth is another figure Time of the in. story. Beth is Laura Wimsett's daughter. So we're not gonna like Laura by the end of this, and we're certainly not gonna like Beth because they don't they're not painted well in this column. Beth never seems to be completely interested in anything I say. And this conversation was no more enthralling for her than usual. A quick glance, <laughs> then a yeah. And she went back to what she was doing, tapping out something on her phone. Wise man, wise man, donkey, angel, Mary, baby, camel, cow, wise man, sheep. I tumbled the figures around in my hands once again, then held up the smiling character dressed in brown. Is this Joseph or a shepherd, I asked. Beth allowed me a fraction of her attention. I don't know, she said. All I know is I have to keep putting the angel back up the roof. Briley takes her off every time she goes by. Let's look at the let's look at the let's look at the phrasing of how Beth said that. I have to keep putting the angel back up the roof. You mean on the roof? I have to put the angel back on the roof. No, I have to put it up the roof. What? Listen, there's so this is the worst family already. Oh, like first of all, she's angry. Oh, the kid keeps taking this kid's nativity set. The damn kid keeps taking the angel off the it's roof. So annoying. It's a kid's nativity set. It's apparently for the kid. Let the kid take the angel off the roof. Second of all, why are you worried? About, is this a shepherd? Is this Joseph? I can't tell. Why is it fucking? Oh, matter? she's gonna become obsessed with is this Joseph or is this a shepherd? So just fucking get ready for that. Neither so, of them were things. They're not real people. They're pro- I assume they're white. Oh, they're white. Did you see the photo I held up to the camera? I meant the the, the shepherd and the, the Joseph. Oh, yes. I'm sure all the figures are white. Yes. They're, I mean, they're not historical figures to begin with, but I'm sure they're not even this uh, somewhat ethnically correct. So uh, Beth says, all I know is I have to keep putting the angel back up the roof. Briley takes her off every time she goes by. I smiled at my granddaughter. Briley likes the angel because Briley is an angel, I said. Briley beamed at me. At least is Briley dead? Is How passive. Briley's dead. Wait, read that last part again, Jonathan. I'm sorry. Briley, who is her granddaughter, 
beamed up at me. At least someone in this family listens to me. Passive, ag- mm. passive aggressive nonsense. So, uh, Laura, the writer of the column, asks, Have you lost any pieces? I wondered. We're missing either Joseph or a shepherd. Make that two people who listen to me. Beth's husband came out of the kitchen, having overheard my question. That's Joseph, he said. It didn't come with any shepherds. They've got all these animals, but no shepherd? I wasn't happy about this. The shepherds are my favorite. They should have left out the cow and made a shepherd, or only done two wise men. The Bible never says there were three. Two would have been plenty. No way, Bobby said. Bobby is Beth's husband. No way, Bobby said. It doesn't say there's three. That's crazy. I shook my head. No, but it does say there were shepherds. How could they have left out the shepherds? They're my favorites. They're my favorites. Uh-huh. The shepherds are your favorite part. The shepherds. You know my favorite part of the Bible. When you know my favorites part. My, is. my favorites part of the Bible is when there's these two two dudes watching a flock by night. That's like the best part. I mean, I'm also I kind of like the part where God tells people to slaughter and rape the Midianites, <laughs> but really. I, I love those dudes watching a flock by night. Two dudes broing out the right way just on that hill. Probably having a couple of brews. Just watching the sheep. Bros and back brews. to basics, just yeah. chilling out. Mm. The shepherds are my favorites. They're, I, they're my favorites I like how these people well. talk. I put it up the roof, and also, those are my favorites. <laughs> I put my favorites up the roof. <laughs> so, uh, Beth says... <laughs> I'm sorry. Wasn't expecting Brad to say that. Alex was taken aback. <laughs> Putting my favorites up that roof. Uh, so, um... <laughs> Bobby says, It doesn't say there's three? That's crazy. I shook my head. No, but it does say there were shepherds. How could they have left out the shepherds? They're my favorites. We've established this. Beth says, I guess the Fisher Price people forgot to ask you, Beth replied wryly. Anyway, maybe Joseph was a part-time shepherd. You said yourself he looks like one. Briley was tugging at my pants leg, reaching up for the figures. I handed her the angel. I just don't know how you're going to teach Briley the Christmas story with no shepherd, I murmured. That's my favorite part. <laughs> she murmured it. So this is how I, I hear don't it. Know how I, this is how she says it. Okay. I just don't know how you're going to teach Briley the Christmas story with no shepherd. <laughs> she murmured. <laughs> There's such high stakes oh, in this story. And also, don't brainwash your kid with bullshit. How about oh, yeah. that? Well, this mother has done something to the daughter, because the daughter hates her mother. The daughter right? does not give a fuck about grandma. Yeah. And I'm thinking it's grandma's fault. Like, grandma's Definitely. I already hate this Maybe woman. grandma's fucking a nag. Maybe she's, like, asking too many questions. Oh, yeah. Make that two people who listen to me. The baby and your husband. Yeah. My son-in-law. God. And the thing about this is, she's probably been writing this column for Dear so long. When the husband first shows up into the story... Uh, the story, the in the story, the husband is referenced as the husband first, and then later he's referred to as Bob or Bobby. And I'm like, God, has she been writing this con for so long that she just assumes that she knows who these people are in the story? Like, oh, you know, my daughter's husband, Bob. It's like, fuck, I don't fucking know what you're talking about, you crazy woman. Ugh. No, I have a readership, and they're aware of all my family and their crazy quirks. They know Beth, Bob, and Briley. Beth. Bob and Briley. <laughs> Damn. And I'm Laura. I don't have a B name. <laughs> I'm different and special. I am a B. <laughs> I, I'm a they call B. me bitch lovingly under their breath. They murmur bitch every time I come into the room. So just to review, this is what she said. I just don't know how you're going to teach Briley the Christmas story with no shepherd. I murmured. I'm sure we'll manage. I love this. Jonathan's eyebrow work doing not, that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Just doing using that eyebrows. Use those eyebrows. A lot of eyebrow work. 
I didn't have to turn around to know her eyes were rolling. You taught us, and we didn't have a nativity scene. Yes, we did, I reminded her. Remember how Timmy used to bunch up all the figures around the manger? He said they wanted to see the baby. She capitalizes baby. Oh, gross. Because, you know, it's the Christ child. All references to him must be capitalized, including baby. The baby. Ugh. Well, at least he didn't keep running off with the angel, Beth said. Briley, where did you put her now? It's over there by SpongeBob, Bobby said. I cringed. I can't stand SpongeBob, I admitted. <laughs> I admit it. Like, it was, hey, guys, I admit it. Let you in, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I hate that motherfucker that lives under the sea. I hate him. I hate him so much, I would not even let him up on the roof. <laughs> I'm on he the would roof. not make it up that roof. Up the roof! It's just I've held my tongue for too long. I I don't like how that you're sponge down the child. roof. I admit it. <laughs> so she cringes and she says, "I can't stand SpongeBob." I admit it. You aren't one year old, Beth pointed out. She likes the colors and the music. Come here, Briley, and sing for Grandma. SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants. Don't encourage her, I pleaded. No, Briley, come over here with me and let's sing. Away in a manger. See the manger? Away in a manger, no crib for his bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. See the little baby Jesus? The stars and the sky looked down where he lay. Briley inherited her mother's short attention span, Jean. We got as far as the stars and the sky before she wandered away. I hung around for a few more minutes. That's so depressing. <laughs> you're hanging around your car. You're like and she's like, the- I hung around for a few more minutes. I, I just imagine her like slowly stopping to sing the song, and you see Grandma just look at the child as it crawls away, silent. Yep. I also love that the daughter fucking tortured Mom. Oh, you hate SpongeBob? Come here, grandchild. Let's sing SpongeBob to Grandma. Be really loud this about it. This is starting to sound a little too that. close. This is starting to sound a little too close to my family. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm shocked this woman lets these things get published in the paper. If this is a local paper, um, you know you have a shitty family, bitch. Um, no, she's so passive aggressive. Yes. She's glad to get this out in the open. No, I bet I bet she's like, Mom, I can't believe you're doing this. Da, 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 da. That's how I imagine it, at least. Stop telling everyone I'm a bad mom. But you are a bad mom. Well, you are a bad mom. Oh. I learned it by watching you, Mom. Uh, Go ahead. So when we last left off Laura, the, her own grandchild had walked away from her. <laughs> <laughs> just turned her her own grandchild had turned her back on yes. her let's say that instead <laughs> I hung around for a few more minutes reviewing some last minute reminders about our upcoming family gatherings what a nag what a fucking nag now remember you're supposed to be over I know mom but yeah I know mom <laughs> Jesus well you forget sometimes I wonder then kissed everyone goodbye and left I'd never found the perfect Christmas CD, and the radio was just noise about buying stuff. But the real reason I turned it off is because I didn't want to hear the news. What? <laughs> I don't like being informed. <laughs> I don't know what she means. Like, I feel like it's some like weird reference to like the Sandy Hook shooting or something. Like, the news is too depressing. I don't want to listen to it. Christmas music is ugh, and the radio is just noise. Blah. I'm old. <laughs> like, you're an you're an inconsolable <laughs> nagging wretch. I, oh, then it says, I drove home in silence. <laughs> Damn! Fair enough, Grandma. Who is this woman? She says, well, not She's silence. I was still thinking about how the shepherds are still being overlooked, disregarded. Thinking is not the opposite of silence. Uh, yeah, it's... Okay. 
I drove in silence. It, well, except for my thinking. Your thinking is not Oh, noise. but she's an old person. She talks to herself yeah. while she's thinking. No, no, thinking about the I was shepherds, thinking aloud. Shepherds. Shepherds. Do you guys, do you guys not notice the fact that she says the shepherds are still being overlooked, disregarded, and disrespected 2,000 oh. years later? Oh no, she's the shepherd. She's the shepherd. Nice. For the past <laughs> thousand years, I've been in this family, and I've been disres- disregarded, disrespected, and overlooked. Then she quotes shepherds the Bible. Like so, of course, it says, Ugh. "There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field and keeping watch over the flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid." I always think that's funny. And they were sore afraid. <laughs> it's just such a weird phrasing. As I always do when I reflect on these verses, I hear them in the voice of a child. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. I thought about those words for a long time that night. Now here's the best part, because we're getting into the last moment of this column. This random, Ooh. rambling journal blog of hers. So this is, yeah. this is the last part. I sat in a dark room, illuminated only by the lights of my Christmas tree, and thought about the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I thought about the Mayans, and wondered if there is more than one way for the world to end. <laughs> I th- no, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. So she thinks, about, she thinks about the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Which is like some weird commentary on evil swallowing good, and how it's not yet succeeded. And she's also thinking about how the Mayans predicted the end of the world. She's thinking about ending it there, I think. I love, I love, well, I, was, I just, suicide I'm sorry, and like, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit, bit farther when she's like, I was, it was in the room in complete darkness except for the lights on the Christmas tree. That, well, listen. <laughs> I was sitting listen. in silence. Well, not silence. I was sitting in total darkness. Well, not total darkness. <laughs> I was sitting in dark, but there was light. So I was silent. Well, there was, I was thinking loudly. Uh, but the, I was, the, can the world end more than one way? Yeah. Like a group of ways. I love my daughter. <laughs> she's a bitch. Them. I'm sorry. I, I have both thoughts in my head. So she says, I thought about cartoons, Linus, and Spongebob, in the last paragraph, and I thought about children who reach for angels. What? The fuck is the point of this? So there's clearly a little bit of that bullshit of, like, Christmas is not what it used to be, and oh yeah, the children aren't learning the way I tried to teach my children, and I'm so sad and lonely. It doesn't seem like she has a husband of her own. <laughs> Just the darkness, except for the, you know, the light that also penetrates it. Well, I don't have a husband, except for my, except the husband I have that lives with me. <laughs> he has Alzheimer's. He's not there all the time. I went time, home to an empty house. he's always unless there. Unless you count my husband, who was sitting by himself, drinking. <laughs> I certainly And the do. computer. It's weird that the mute, he just, I, I can never tell if he's there or not. Mm. I can hear him sighing and grumbling a little bit, watching porn. <laughs> but Blatantly. Just this whole idea, like, the, the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's just like, I read that and I was like, what is this supposed to evoke? This is such a somber, muted, like, aren't you supposed to be writing, like, a, a fun column for the newspaper? Like, it just seems like that's what it's supposed to be. Not some sort of weird, post-midlife, strange inner monologue. Like, it's so bizarre to me. Ugh. Ugh. Fuck this bitch. Laura Whimsit. Yeah, is... Laura Whimsit. You can probably find her on the, on the, online. She's probably posting her columns oh, online, to too. Blogs. Oh, can I get her tweets? There, it's. I love how it takes such a dark turn at the it end. It does. Like, she does contemplate suicide. Like, I'm just not... I mean, come on, how many different ways the world can end when I'm alone in the darkness? The light that shines, that doesn't get consumed. Wait till the darkness consumes me in the dark with light. And it's like, you thought about I'm the Mayans? Sure. No, you fucking didn't. You came up with this on the spot. Like, you didn't think about the Mayans. 
I, I thought wonder, about the mind. I wonder if any of this shit happens. I'm just making oh, all yeah. this shit up. I mean, come on. I, it's a little too... Everything's a little too convenient. I like the... The daughter reaching for the angel. Yeah. I mean, come on. I like the phrase, I tumbled the figures around in my hands once again. It's like, you tumbled the figures? I tumbled the figures in my hand. <laughs> like a crazy... Like, like a New Orleans <laughs> witch doctor. <laughs> Let us consult the bones. Anyway, that's Laura Wimsett. When I was in town, every time I'm in Owensboro, I read the letters to the editor, and I immediately want to write a letter because people are morons in Owensboro. And one of the letter, two of the letters used the word evil seven times between them. Yikes. Wow. Because one of them was like, because they were both about the Sandy Hook shooting, and they were both like, look, I know pure evil when I see it, and he was pure evil, and we need to stamp that out, and we need to make sure that evil cannot overtake this country evil will always be destroyed by good and i drafted a letter i didn't send it because i just forgot and it's been too long at this point but i was like hey guys you know evil's not a thing it's kind of an abstract brush stroke that we sort of just apply to things when we don't want to think about it too hard i'm good you're evil end of story i don't have to talk about this anymore i'm walking away it is yeah you kill children you're evil well they were mentally ill whatever same thing not the same thing yeah huh mm-mm. yup mm-mm. <laughs> Evil, seven times between two letters. Evil, that's the discourse in that town? Evil? I, I, Yikes. I've never understood that. Even when I was super Jizo, I, I never understood. Like, I thought, well, are we, like, reading bad into the... Like, the devil was an angel, right? I mean, there's got to be more to that story. I was concerned more about the relationship between God and the devil. Like, well, what's going on there? Who slighted who? Maybe, said, maybe something was said that couldn't be taken back. <laughs> Look, maybe, like, in all things, there was just a big misunderstanding. Maybe if they could just, maybe if they just got together and sat down, had a coffee, had a chat, maybe we could work this thing yeah. out. You know, Brad, I would, but God and I haven't been on good terms for a while now. <laughs> Ever since the garden, he just, he's really stingy with his food. I don't like that, so I don't talk to him anymore. Well, listen, maybe. Suddenly I'm evil. May, may, Suddenly I'm evil. Listen, I get what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I hear what he's saying. I think really, if you guys would just come together, I think maybe talk about your differences, but also talk about your similarities. <laughs> talk about talk about what unites you and not what divides you, See, and then we'll build a bridge work into a. Friendship. You both like and fish. You both like fish. <laughs> oh, they love. It. That's their common ground. They can fish together. And you both hate the band fish. <laughs> <laughs> they have that in, in common with the parrots of the garden as mm. well. And with most people. Um, but then I think it would be awesome if the Jesus mythos kind of changed once God and the devil came together and found that common ground. Mm-hmm. Who's to say the devil wasn't also at the birth of Jesus? <laughs> camel, camel, cow, shepherd, wise man, camel, cow, camel, baby, Mary, Mary, camel, shepherd. devil, devil, ox. <laughs> I don't, I don't see the devil at this in this child's nativity scene. Where's the centaur? Where's Pikachu? I love the cow. I mean, because there wasn't a cow at the birth of Jesus. Well, I, there wasn't a birth of Jesus. I mean, yeah, but I mean, even in the story, it's like cow. Yeah, cow. But the Satan, Satan was there. Satan was there, <laughs> oh, definitely. And he he smiled upon the baby. He's thinking, we're gonna, you know, I miss that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's so I'm so so glad that you had this child. Maybe I'll be able to be friends with him since his dad's a dick and doesn't want to talk. God damn it, Briley, where's that fucking angel? You are the worst one year old child in the world. You're one years old. Why can't you understand everything I'm saying? I'm one. <laughs> Babies play games. They When they know that you don't want them to do something, they do it. She's one. That fucking bitch. Briley, where did you put that angel? 
I don't. It's the child's toy nativity. What does it matter where she put the fucking it's angel? It's fucking Fisher Price. Leave her alone. Fisher Price knows. Yeah, it's it's weird. Did you ever have little people when you were a kid? No. I did. I love those little things. Uh, uh, sorry, just popped in my head. You know what my grandmother likes to do every Christmas? She gets a little cake. She puts little candles in it. She has a little baby Jesus figurine that she puts in the middle of the cake. And all the little cousins sing happy birthday to Jesus. <laughs> And they know that they're supposed to do it every year, so they go up to the table, they dutifully sing the song, and then they're like, now we get cake! I'm like, this is a weird lesson. (laughs) If we sing Happy Birthday to Jesus, then we get his cake! It's like, that's maybe Jesus' cake. (laughs) Nope. It's our cake. Man, it's It's a weird 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 trick-or-treat sitch. All right, now sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. What? What? Sing Happy Birthday, you don't get the cake. God does provide. I don't really want cake, though. Yes, you do. No, not really. Listen, you little atheist four-year-old. <laughs> you will sing happy birthday to baby Jesus. And you will eat this fucking cake. Jesus, what fucking cake? And where is that angel? Brad, Alex, I have a new game. This game I like to call Sky Mall Secret Santa. Now, this game was inspired by the fact that I looked through a Sky Mall catalog while flying to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And you know what's in the Sky Mall catalog? A lot of crazy shit. <laughs> So in this envelope, which you can see I'm, I'm holding right now, inside Ooh. this envelope, believe it or not, are a variety of gifts that I'm going to uh, present to you throughout the game. Now, uh, you have had a chance to uh, look at these rules in advance, but for the sake of the listeners, I'm just going to go through this, and uh, we're going to explain how Sky Mall Secret Santa works. Now, in this envelope, I have eight gifts from the most recent edition of the Sky Mall catalog. Now, I'm going to pull them at random, and when I present one of you with a gift, you have a few options at your disposal. You can keep the gift for yourself, you can give it to the other player, or you can toss it entirely. But here's the thing about tossing a gift. The decision to toss a gift has to be made by both players. You have to agree to throw it away, and it is an irreversible action. So you must think very carefully when wanting to to throw away a gift. Now, a player can also trade one of his gifts for a gift from the other player's pile, but you can only do that twice. So Brad, you can only trade a gift twice. Alex, you can only trade a gift twice. So think about that as well. One final move, sharing. Both players can agree to share one and only one gift. This shared gift can change as the game progresses. You can decide to share a different gift, but you both have to agree to make that change. Now, what happens to a shared gift if we decide, hey, we were sharing this, but fuck that, we're sharing this instead now? All you have to do is agree that you're going to switch out that gift in the slot. So it's like, okay, we've had this gift in the share slot for a while, but you know what? Instead, we're going to switch it out with this. Now, this is important because in a second here, I'm going to... There's strategy to this. These moves exist for a reason. There's strategy in this game. Right, right, right. So uh, just to review, uh, you you can keep the gift for yourself, give it to the other person, toss it entirely, or you can trade. Uh, The trade move can only be done twice per player, and to throw away a gift must be agreed upon by both players and is irreversible. All right, uh, so why do these moves exist? Why, why, why is this game uh, filled with such moves? Well, here's the thing. Out of these eight gifts, two of them have been marked as special. One has been marked as what I like to call the whole shebang gift, and another is marked as the Joey Cucamonga gift. Now, here's the thing. Pay close attention. If at the end of the game, the player has the whole shebang in his pile, it means he goes home with all eight gifts... 
and $2,000 in SkyMall bucks. That's right, Ooh. gentlemen. If you If that whole shebang gift is in your pile at the end of the game... You get all eight gifts and $2,000 in SkyMob bucks. I'm serious. I've got the money right here behind me (laughs) out of your view because I don't want you to get greedy. (laughs) Now, (laughs) um, but if at the end of the game, the Joey Cucamonga is in your pile, it means you go home with nothing. So no one wants that Joey Cucamonga gift. How, oh, look how, how how ashamed would I be if I went home with nothing and everyone's like, how'd you do in the game? And I'm like, yeah. it's I like the, the, the most difficult post game is going to be when we have to split the bucks and also the eight gifts if we both decide to keep the gift together. Oh, but gentlemen, I am not done. There are still more wrinkles in this shirt that is this game. <laughs> the game is a shirt. I'm making it too complicated. It's not a shirt. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we have established that uh, uh, the the whole shebang uh, and the Joey Cucamonga. Here's the thing, Alex. Let's say at the end of the game you have both the whole shebang and the Joey Cucamonga in your pile. You wound up with mm. both. Well, at that point we'll just flip a coin. <laughs> so at that point we'll flip a coin, and you'll either go home with everything or you'll go home with nothing. Fate, fate, Whoa. fate will be your master at that point. Right. Um, and so, okay, uh, if at the end of the game the gift our players agree to share turns out to be the whole shebang, they not only go home with all eight gifts, but each player gets $1,000 in SkyMall bucks. Mm. Okay, so at least that's that split evenly that we know for sure. Well, if, but that's interesting. That Does Brad get all eight gifts and then I get another version of all eight gifts? Or yes, just you, eight you gifts? each, yeah, you each get eight gifts. So, like, you walk home, you got the eight gifts, and you get a thousand bucks. But, 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 if you want to be greedy, you can try to keep the whole shebang mm. for yourself, and you get $2,000 yeah, in SkyMall bucks. extra thousand bucks. You don't have to share. So you have to be greedy or you have to be, uh, you have to work together to see if you can get uh, uh, a lesser prize, but maybe a fairer prize. Now, here's the thing. Fuck fairness. If at the end of the game, (laughs) Brad is staring at Alex. I think we know his strategy in this game. The little screen of us, because Brad's just just looking and I'm just like looking at you in the camera. (laughs) Yep. So, okay, so if the, if the gift you decided to share was the whole shebang, uh, you get all eight gifts and $1,000 each in Skyma Bucks, but if that mm. gift you decided to share was the Joey mm. Cucamonga, it no, means both players this. go home with nothing. No, it's the worst. So sharing could end up screwing you over in the long run. Oh, man, alive. Now, here's the thing. How do you know what gift is the whole shebang and what gift is the Joey Cucamonga? Well, here's what you have to ask yourself. Which of these eight gifts do I secretly want for myself? <laughs> and which of these gifts do I hate more than any of the others? No, so the, the, see, the, the thing about this is that, Jonathan, you hate a lot of things and almost <laughs> arbit- with an almost arbitrary extreme passion. I do? That's going to be hard to guess. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I have love in my heart. The darkness has not yet consumed the light in my heart, my good sir. How dare you? <laughs> This Skyball Secret Santa game has already turned dark. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, the the whole shebang gift is the one that I like the most. So you kind of have to think about about that as the gifts are presented. And the Joe Kukumunga is the one I think is the stupidest. Out of this entire SkyMall catalog, this is the one I think is the stupidest. So, uh, Alex, Brad, who should go first? Who should get the first gift? I I, I hope that... Let's give the first gift to Brad. (gasps) My goodness. Okay, so at the, I, I like how at the beginning of the game there's a, a little bit of charity, but perhaps in the future it will get a little more cutthroat. Alex just wants to learn from my mistakes. No. Brad? <clears throat> the first gift I have pulled out of the SkyMail envelope is 
The It's What's on the Inside Cuff Bracelet. Now, here's the description. A reminder to look beyond appearances, an affirmation of integrity and character engraved, where else? On the inside of a minimalist bracelet. Lead-free recycled pewter, 3 8 inch cuff is handcrafted in the USA. Value? $15. Yes, that's right, gentlemen. It's a bracelet that says it's what's on the inside that counts on the inside of the bracelet. <laughs> Brad, that is your gift. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to you keep it for yourself? Give it to Alex? What do you want to it's, do? It's, it's, it's valued at $15. Valued at $15. Um, How much would you pay? Well, you know what? I feel like Alex was so generous in giving me the <gasps> chance to go first. I'm going to give this to Alex. Oh. Well, well that, is just, that is just delightful, Brad. Uh, this, see, this is what I like. The two are getting along, but it could get cutthroat later. <laughs> I'm like the Howie Mandel. I just like to point out that it could get crazy at some point. <laughs> I'm Howie Mandel. Okay, so Alex, uh, you have officially received the It's What's on the Inside Cuff bracelet. I yep, am putting I that in your it. pile. I have. You guys have no idea the setup I have on my end in my apartment. Post-it notes with your names. There's a post-it with <laughs> the word trash. There's a post-it with the word share. There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of Alex, word. Alex, uh, it is your turn. So I'm going to pull another gift randomly out of the SkyMall catalog here. Okay, Alex, you have just been given <laughs> the Hikural Hiccup Stick. Now, let's let, let's see what this says. Stop annoying hiccups in seconds. The Hikuri Hiccup Stick is the world's first tool that instantly stops hiccups. Simply place horizontally in the mouth, gently bite down, and drink a cup of water. It's safe and simple to use for adults and children. Convenient carrying case made in USA. Uh, th- three for nineteen ninety nine. You know what? You want to know what this is? It's a stick that you put in your mouth. It's a stick that you put in your mouth. But be sure to do it horizontally, not vertically. Don't do it vertically. Put it horizontally in your mouth. So, and you put it in your mouth. You close your mouth and you drink water. Like, yeah, you put it in your mouth. Uh, if you can see it here, you put it in your mouth. You bite down and then you drink a glass of water. How do you drink a glass of water while biting down on a stick? <laughs> what's the quality? Of, what's the retail price? Uh, the retail price you get three for nineteen ninety nine. Hmm. Hmm. It's a little bit more than what's on the inside. Now, keep in mind, Alex, um, you can you can keep this, give it to Brad. This could be an option for sharing. You can share this gift. You can throw it away if you think that maybe it's the Joey Cucamonga. Talk amongst yourselves, players. What what do you think? Or Alex, you can just go with your gut. Do you need any like small wooden dowels that? <laughs> well, you never you never know. I I might. I can control my hiccups. Like, whenever I start hiccuping, I can, within seconds, just stop them. So, it was something I picked up as a kid. It doesn't matter. Um, so, do you need this? Like, do you have a problem with your hiccups? Oh, well, I, I don't have a lot of hiccup problems, but what are you thinking? You going to give me the hiccups? Well, I don't know. See, part of me is thinking this could be Cucamonga, and that we might be shooting <laughs> ourselves. Because we can't go back and throw this away. Yeah, once you if you agree to throw something away, that is an irreversible action, my friends. I'm the host. I like to remind people right? of rules. <laughs> True. I don't know. It's, it's it's a pretty ridiculous item, though. Would you would you accept this gift from me, friend? It's nineteen dollars. If anything, well, I you're, mean, you're ahead. Of there the are game. three of them, so I feel like uh, well, you want to split them. Should we, you want to split them? You could share them. You could agree to share the gift. You know what? I think we should share them. Let's share it. We're sharing the hiccup sticks, Jonathan. <laughs> it's official. It's official. All right. I'm going to put the hiccup sticks for now in the share. Remember, if you agree later to switch that gift out. You can, you can share a different gift. You just have to agree on it. Okay, so, uh, Brad, it's your turn. This is the, uh, this is the next gift. <clears throat> this is another piece of jewelry, oddly. So, uh, for some reason, you're getting a lot of the jewelry right now. You're going to be a fancy boy. 
Oh, you could be a fancy boy. Except that you gave the last piece of jewelry to, to Alex. Except I gave it. Maybe you don't want to be a fancy boy. Okay, so the name of this product is the Protect This Woman Necklace. Here's the descri- here's the description. A prayer to wear a hammered sterling silver disc is engraved with "Protect This Woman" and knotted on a black leather cord. A tiny freshwater pearl is a sweet touch. Cord with sterling clasp adjusts, 17 to 19 inches. Retail price, $39. Oh, goodness me, oh my. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So a cherubed woman pendant that says protect this woman. Protect this woman. It's a silent prayer that you wear. It's Mm -hmm. a physical prayer. You know what it is? It's a prayer that you wear. (laughs) Maybe a good Catholic girl would wear it. Who knows? Could be. Do you want to throw this away? I think we should throw it away. (laughs) Throw this fucker away. Wait now, now let's now let's stop for just a second. Thirty dollars is the most expensive thing. I mean, worst case, we sell it. I don't think we're gonna be able to sell it. Protect. And this this sounds like a regular kookamunga to me. It could be that kookamunga. Could be that kook. Protect this woman, God. We say. Jonathan, Jonathan oh. doesn't want to be doesn't want to be a protected woman. We don't have the need for a protective woman necklace unless we give it to like our friends or our lovers. I you mean, that, I feel, that sounds like a threat to me. Yeah. Here, have this. Have this. It says protect this woman. Why do I need to be protected? Cause, gentlemen, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid I'm gonna I'm gonna need an answer. What do you want to do with this protect this woman necklace? Well, I mean, it's it's ultimately your decision because it's your no because we have to agree. You have to agree to trash it. Just give it to me. Then I would say let's throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. All right. Out. The protect this woman necklace is now officially in the trash pile. It cannot be taken out, gentlemen. I hope you made a good decision. Hope you got, I'm enjoying this role a little bit too much. I'm talking in my voice, <laughs> and apparently <laughs> I do as a game show host. <laughs> I'm a little too happy about this. I'll all right. be honest, I really like this game. <laughs> this is I, already I, really fun. I'm very happy as to how it's going. Alex, uh, it is your turn. <clears throat> you have just uh, potentially received, if you wish, the Take a Deep Breath Signs and Doormat set. Oh, my. <laughs> let's, let's, let's look at this description. As soon as you cross the threshold, you can feel your shoulders relax. Welcome to your refuge, also known as your lake, cabin, or home. Painted wood signs are ready to hang. 8 by 15 inches. Doormats are black print on durable, hose-clean olfen with a non-skid back. 18 inches by 27 inches, $19.95 each. Now, here's a few... This is what you're going to get with this. I'm going to... This is a set. So what you're going to get are doormats and signs that say, Take a deep breath. You're at the lake now. Take a deep breath. You're at the cabin now. Take a deep breath. You're home now. Take a deep breath. You're at the beach now. And take a deep breath. You're at the lake now. That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get. You're wow. gonna get all five in doormats and signs. I hope you have property at a lake, the beach, a cabin, a home. I hope you just have a home. Um, Brad, we have to share this. Like, I, I would feel, I would feel bad as a person if I kept all of these signs. We have to put these everywhere. Would you be willing to share? I would be me? willing to share it. What do we do with these with these hiccup sticks? Will we share? Oh, we can only share one thing. Yes. So if you decide to share the door, the doormats and the signs, that means the hiccup sticks will have to go to someone. Let's just say that you'll have to decide who the hiccup sticks go to. And they could be thrown away. It could be thrown away. I would advise, you know, don't get too slap happy with the throwing away move now. <laughs> Remember, there's the whole shebang and the Joy Kukamunga hidden within these eight gifts. So every time you throw something away, you could be throwing away the whole shebang gift. Right. Hmm. 
Do you want me to take the hickory sticks and then we share? If I keep the signs, do I get to keep the signs and the bracelet? Yeah, I, the, the number of gifts you have in your pile is, there, there's no uh, limit or cap to that. So Alex, mm. you could just simply choose to keep the signs uh, for now. Remember, you can at any point, you can also trade uh, your gift for the one in Brad's pile. Brad has nothing in his pile right I'm now. I'm nothing there. I just have shared hiccup sticks. Yeah, that's all Brad has at this point. That's all I've got in the world. What if we share the signs and you get the hiccup sticks? That sounds fine to me. Doing it. Okay. We're officially, uh, we're switching out the hiccup sticks for the signs. And Brad, you get the hiccup sticks, correct? Correct. Okay, Brad, uh, you have the hiccup sticks. Alex, you have the see what's on the inside bracelet. You're currently sharing the doormats and the signs. And what's in the trash over here? The Protect This Woman necklace. I- I'm just reviewing for the audience at home. Right, audience right. at home, are you playing? What do you think is the whole shebang? Which of these... Maybe I like one of these more than any of the others. Maybe I hate one of these more than any... Who knows? This game's crazy. Okay, so Brad, uh, we're coming up on you now. Uh, let's see what we've got here. Uh, let's see. Um, da, da, da. Oh, well, it's a piece of clothing. Brad, you like clothing, right? Love clothes. I'm a regular clothes horse. Your sartorial decisions always... I like your sartorial decisions, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Wait, I need All to right. ask another question so, uh, real quick, if that's Brad, cool, Brad, this is the uh, Earth Without Art shirt. Earth Without Art shirt. Let's let's look at the description. Jonathan, what was the retail price of the, um, the signs? Oh, uh, there was an interruption just now. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The uh, retail, uh, nineteen ninety five each for a sign okay. or a doormat. So we're getting each. all of them or just one of them? For just one of them. Now think about it. You're getting five of the doormats and five of the signs in my offer. Are you doing math? Are you doing real math over there? Well, it's, it's roughly $100 if they're $20 a piece. So Not Yeah. Roughly, it is. <laughs> well, I said roughly because it's 19-something, so with tax, who knows. But I'm well, going to put down $100. <laughs> Good. I'm glad Alex is... He's really counting his pennies and nickels and dimes here. Uh, oh, what's this? Brad, you've received a piece of clothing. You like clothing. Always. I always enjoy your sartorial decisions. <laughs> oh, okay, so let's, let's take a look at this. It's called the Earth Without Art shirt. Let's look at the description here. Take away the paintings and plays, novels, poems, music, dance, film, and other creative endeavors. And what have you got? A planet and a life that's a lot less interesting. Light blue sweatshirt is 50-50 cotton blend. T-shirt is pre-shrunk 100% cotton. Sizes medium to extra extra large. Imported. Interesting. Not made in the USA. Imported. (laughs) The sweatshirt retails at $29.95. The t-shirt at $19.95. And just for the record, on the shirt it says, Earth Without Art is just eh. (laughs) That's what it says, Brad. You know, you could potentially have this wonderful light blue shirt sweater. Wow. Earth Without Art is just eh. And you know what, dudes? It is. So, Brad, what do you you want to do? You know, I think I'm going to have to keep that. You're going to keep that? I think I am, yes. I'm going to keep it. Okay, you're going to keep it. Uh, You could have traded it for that It's What's on the Inside that Counts necklace, but you didn't. You kept it. You're going to keep it? I'm going to keep it. Man, we could share that. You could have it on the weekends. Or we could switch up every time we record. Like, hey, here's here's your shirt. Thanks, friend. Wash it. Wear it. Hey, Brad, wash it. Here's your shirt back. Well, well, if you want to give me the signs and then we share that shirt, we can do that. No, I want to share the signs. (laughs) I was about to say, there's a lot of action in the share pile going on right now. Uh, okay, so uh, Alex, uh, Brad decided to keep that shirt. Uh, so How let's much see, is the let's shirt see, retail for, Jonathan? What can what's, we give Alex? Jonathan, what's the, what's the retail on the shirt? I'm sorry, the retail value of the shirt? 
Uh, well, let's see. If you if it, well, you're gonna get a shirt and a sweater. So the sweater is twenty nine ninety five. The t shirt is nineteen ninety five. So roughly, give or take, fifty dollar value. Wow. There's a sweater that says "Art without uh" is just eh? Yeah, it says "Art without." Uh, it says "Earth without uh" is just eh. <laughs> It's, it's spelled out as a math rebus, so it says Earth minus uh equals n. <laughs> Vowels. Hey, y'all, I want a gift, John. What would, if gift. Took, what would happen if you took uh away from Earth? You just be left with it. What's your question, Alex? Oh, what's my gift? Oh, you're uh, okay. So uh, let's see Excited. here. Oh, now this is interesting. This is interesting. Uh, from Traveler's Selections, discover what the world is talking about with Theta Healing. Theta Healing. Interesting. Let's read the... Uh, th- this is a uh, Theta Healing book. Uh, this book reveals one of the most powerful energy healing meditation techniques that has ever been ri- that has ever been in a written text. Imagine that. Theta Healing allows you to reach your fullest potential. Uh, you're also going to get the Advanced Theta Healing Book, giving the reader an in-depth guide to feeling, belief, and digging work. Digging work? Now, the first book is valued at $16.95. The second book, also $16.95. So you're going to get two books on Theta Healing. One, basic. The other, advanced. You're going to learn a lot. Potentially. Maybe you want to trade this for something Brad has. I don't know. I want to throw it away if that's cool with you. <laughs> Just Theta Healing books. Eh? We don't need that. Alex, you're thinking so much about we. Some at some point you're gonna have to start thinking about yourself. Do you want two thousand dollars in Scamo Bucks or do you want one thousand dollars in Scamo Bucks? Mm. I'm really liking this bracelet. And I'm really liking the fact that we're sharing these signs and the, like I would really be heartbroken if we didn't get to share those. Um but I don't do you have any use for thieving books? Alex, one second, I'm gonna check in with Brad. Brad, are you as uh as you as share happy as Alex is? What's what's going on in your head? Oh no, Brad's keep obviously playing it close to the chest. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I don't know if I'm cool with just throwing away this. Do you want it? You can have it. I don't want it. Alex, uh, you can always trade. You could always take the shirt that says Earth Without Uh is just N. You could take the hiccup sticks. The hiccup sticks. I do like that shirt. You could just steal my shit. Oh. Oh, but there you go. See, that's that's how we find out what Brad's real motive mm. in the game is. Interesting. Um, uh, you can have them. I don't want them. So if, we, if you don't take them, we're throwing them away. <laughs> Alex, what, what's your what's your decision here, buddy? If Brad wants them, he can have them. If Brad doesn't, we're gonna throw them away. Think about it as a team, Brad. What's what? What do you say? Oh, why would why would Jonathan ever want theme mugs? Also, this is a classic Kookamonga. No one would want this. <laughs> classic Kook. Let's throw it away. <laughs> classic Kook. Let's throw it away. Want to throw it away? Okay, all right. So we're adding the Theta books, Theta Healing and Advanced Theta Healing, to the trash pile with the Keep This Woman Safe necklace. <laughs> Protect this woman. Keep this woman safe from harm as she enters the outside world where my eyes cannot match her eyes. Necklace. Okay, uh, so uh, let's see. Brad, I believe it's your turn. We've well, got a few more gifts in here. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Brad, this is, oh my goodness. This is from the Gold Violin brand of products. The Gold Ooh. Violin. Helpful products for independent living. Helpful <laughs> products for independent living. Nice. Now, uh, there are many products here. I'm sure they're all great, but uh, we've selected one uh, specifically for this game. It's known as the napkin clip. Oh, this sounds interesting. Let's look at this. Turn a napkin or dish towel into wearable protection. 
Two clips? <laughs> what, what is this? Two clips connected to a chain? Make it easy to keep clothing covered during meals. Ideal for dining out. 18 inches. Retail value? $8. Wow. Wait, what? Can I see this? Do you have the image? Can I see this? Yes, you, you can because the woman wearing it is not old. Do you see it? <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's a, okay. It's, it's a, a napkin, napkin clip. clip that keeps your napkin on your stupid, dumb, dumb old body. So you don't spill food on your dumb, dumb clothes, dumb, dumb old person. <laughs> So it's basically a dental thing that you buy because a dentist has that. It's a dentist. Yeah, it's exactly. It's the tool the dentist use to keep your drool off of you, which old people have to do 24-7, not just at the dentist. They're drooling on themselves all the time. Perfect for grandpas. Mm. Perfect for grandpas. Now, now, Brad, what, what are you thinking? Napkin clip. Keep it. Give it. Trade it. Share it. Is it, mm. is it weird that my natural inclination is to share this, uh, to share everything? Wait, wait, okay, wait. Can we break down who has what now? Okay, I actually Sorry, have a tally. I've been keeping, uh, I, I, can, I have the bracelet. I can, I can tell uh, you right now. What matters I, as the, the host of the show. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. They're all graphic. Let's, let's, uh, (laughs) oh, you do have a very nice graphic. Thank you, Alex. Okay, so currently, Alex, the only gift he has is the, it's what's on the inside that counts bracelet. That's what Alex Mm -hmm. has. Brad, you currently have the Earth without uh is just eh shirt. You have the hiccup sticks. Uh, Boys, you're currently sharing the doormats and signs that say, take a deep breath. You're at the beach now. A $100 value, I might add. $100 value. And okay, also in the uh, in the trash pile, you threw away the Theta Healing and the Protect This Woman necklace. All right. All now, right. just to clarify, it wasn't a Theta Healing necklace; it was a Theta Theta book collection. Uh, yes, two Theta Healing books and a Protect This Woman necklace. I'm sorry if I misspoke. Almost sixty four dollars mm. in the trash. Do 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 we want? Do you want to share the nap? No, because I really want to share the signs. Like, if you're ever going to share it. You know what, Alex? You can have you can have the the napkin holder. Really? You're it's yours. Give that to me. That's yours. So do I. <laughs> no, it's it's up to it's up to Brad's decision. It's you know, you have to yeah, both have to both decide to throw things away. You fucking taking it? Thank you. I actually really think this would be a fun gift. Alex is he's not being cutthroat about this at all. He's really he's just enjoying himself. Brad, you might be <laughs> screwing him over. You might have just given him the Joey Cucamonga. Oh, man. And you guys realize that the sharing thing is not so much about, let's share this cool thing. (laughs) Trying to get $1,000 in Skyball books. You play your way, Jonathan, and I'll play mine. (laughs) I'll play mine. Maybe Alex has been a a crazy machinations-obsessed maniac this entire time. Okay, just to make sure, the thing I just got is $8 in retail value, right? The, you're crunching numbers. Yeah, you're I crunching like that. numbers, man. That that napkin does retail at eight dollars. Yes, Alex, it mm. does. The napkin holder thing. It's not a napkin per se. Uh, it's a it's a clip. It's just the clip. It doesn't come with any napkins. Mm. We're not gonna give you napkins. You're gonna have to provide your own napkins, people. All right. It's just the clip. Uh, uh, Alex, I believe this is the last gift. It's the last <sighs> gift of our eight. Okay, so uh, this is this is okay. Let's think about this. It's another piece of clothing. The squirrel whisperer shirt. No! Squirrel whisperer <laughs> shirt. Okay, okay. Squirrels behaving badly? Yes. There's no problem a little murmur about good choices won't fix. There's <laughs> a murmur about good choices. 50-50 blend sweatshirt or 100% cotton t-shirt, medium to extra, extra large. No smalls. We don't offer mm. smalls. Fuck that. Mm. Medium to extra, extra large. Now, you'll get a sweatshirt, $29.95. You'll get a t-shirt, $19.95. Again, just like the earth without uh is just eh. It's a $50 value, my friend. $50. Write that shit down. So what? what's the appeal of this? Does it just say Squirrel Whisperer? Uh, I'll sure. hold it up to you. It says the Squirrel Whisperer, and then it has a squirrel behind the text. 
So it's like a cream-colored beige <laughs> article. <laughs> and it just says the squirrel whisper, and then there's a little squirrel on it. And guys, there's no problem a little murmur about good choices won't fix. I think we should share that. <laughs> I don't know if we should share it. I think I may want to keep that one. Alex is taking extensive notes. There's tension in the studio. It's the last gift. What's he going to do, guys? It's $50 in retail value. But what if you took the signs? Now, the question is this. When it comes down to it, Jonathan, like, is this the final say? Like, now, when I say we should share this... If you both agree to share it, what's your question? Um, like, Brad and I can't change from this point. We can't switch at this point. Like, if I is, offer this Is this Brad, the end of the game? This, yeah. is, this, is the, this is the last gift, so uh, at this point, yeah, so this move would be the, the final move. Uh, and, there's, so, and there's no, um, there's no going back on any of this. Like, I can't, like, there's not a final round of which, like, okay, now let's decide what we really want to keep and throw out. This is it. This is it. This is it, my friend. Mm. Oh, oh, squirrel whisperer. You don't want that. Should we throw it away? <laughs> <laughs> throw it away? Well, I mean... Just throw it out? Uh, let's think about this for a second. Mm. You have... Uh, <laughs> The the art Earth without art is just eh shirt. <laughs> Do you want to trade shirts? Uh, nah. Um, you <laughs> nah. also have the hiccup stick, so you have a shirt and a wooden dowels. <laughs> yeah, you have a fucking stick. Now remember, Brad, that's horizontal in your mouth, not vertical. Right. Um, don't poke your gums. I already have the bracelet that <laughs> cloaks out. And you have to take it off to see what, that what's on the inside. The secret though, message. Which I actually really like. Like, I want that. I want that. It's a reminder for yourself. Not any of those jerks bringing you down. Exactly. That's that's a for you necklace. Mm. I mean, not necklace, but... Well, if it's more like a, look how humble I am. No, mm. Brad, you know what it's good for? If you're too ugly for the screen. Oh, you you're too ugly for the screen? Oh, honey, here. Um, I also have an awesome napkin clip. Yes. So, so far, let's just assume that none of us, let's just say that we've, we've thrown away the Cucamonga, which Phaeton Books protect this woman necklace. I mean, I think Those we've already bad. found that Those away. Those are pretty bad. Um, uh, if we can just, uh, oh, but if one of us has like the best though, only one of us can be the winner. True. What's it uh, going to be, dog? Are you talking about the whole shebang? Jonathan would, Jonathan would never want. Well, obviously the one you would want to share is the, the take a breath. You're home now. I mean, that's the one you would want, I mean, not share. Like, that's the one that I think, I think that is the, uh, what is it oh, called? So your theory is that the doormats is the whole shebang gift. That's your theory oh, yes. that you're kind of coming up with. Yeah. The one that I would want the most for myself. Hmm. I feel like if I gave Alex 45 more minutes to think about this, he would definitely use all of that time. What happens if I want to share the squirrel shirt? Because I really like the idea of sharing a shirt. Um, <laughs> if you... No, no, no. Like, look, there's a sweater and a t-shirt. If you share it, you can just split it. Who gets the sweater? Who gets the shirt? I also like the fact that we'd be wearing squirrel whisperer shirts. We'd be matching. We'd be matching. Every time one, we do podcast. One of you would be cold in one season, one of you would be hot in the other season. Hey, it's fine. People would be like, why are you guys wearing the same shirt? Squirrel whispers. Then we could like play it like it's a new show. Like, like hey, we're squirrel whispers, yeah. What? Surprise, Brad, I'm why is it July and you're wearing that squirrel sweater Alex wanted to match today? <laughs> I'm so hot. Um, but what happens, the only thing I'm concerned about is if I decide to share this between us, what you, happens look, to... Brad has to agree with you to share that lake. gift. Keep that in mind. We're, are we allowed to share more than one gift? No. I'm just saying, you, you can't, you yourself can't make that decision, Alex. Brad has to agree to share, you know. I know, but if I offered it up, what would happen to the signs? The signs would have to go to someone. They would have to go to someone. We have to make Just a like the hiccup sticks. If I offer you this 
friendship shirt squirrel whispering thing. Mm-hmm. Will you allow me to have the signs in the thing? Yes. No fools? I will go with that. Are you sure? I feel good about the squirrels. <laughs> I, I'm doing it. I'm so, offering up the squirrel shirts as a share item, and I will be taking the mats and the sign. Okay. So, okay. So, once again, we're switching out the share gift. We're uh, we're taking the squirrel whisper sweater shirt combo, putting it in the share in the share slot, and the, the signs really are going to that. Alex. Yes, sweet. Okay, uh, boys, you know how I said that was the last move of the game? I lied. Oh no, I lied. Brad, Alex, at this point, if you look, this is the only option I'm going to give you. Alex, Brad, you can decide right now if you want to trade any one of your gifts. For a gift from the other person's pile, you can take one of your gifts and put what, what it put. You can put that in the share pile. This is a wild card move. You both get to make a choice right now. If you if you want to, or I'll give you this. If you don't want to do anything, if you just want to let it lie, I'll, you. But it has to be individual. This isn't an agreement thing. So Brad, mm. what do you want to do right now? I'll remind you. Earth without art is just eh. Hiccup sticks, that's what you have right now. You can do anything with those two gifts. You could trade with Alex. You can trade off the share. Ooh. Keep in mind, Joey Cucamonga, whole shebang. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you can just let it lie, Brad. You can just let it lie. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have to trade, trade the earth without... Oh, ah, ah. With, for the mats and signs. No. Oh, no. Alex, that's Brad's choice. That is Brad's so he, choice. How can you do that, though? That was my choice. You know why? Because I lied to you, and this is the wild card section. This is how game shows work. But we, but we both get a choice. We both get, yeah, you both get a choice. But right Jesus now, back. right now, Brad I'm switching is, back. I want those fucking mats and signs. You know, I wanted that shit. I said at the beginning I wanted to share it because I we thought are, they were awesome. Here we are. This I is know. Where the game we're already sharing crazy. one shirt. <laughs> Fuck. I, no, I, I negate Brad's choice with my choice. Switch them. <laughs> really? Now, Alex, think about this. Think about this. You can take... Okay, so right now you have the, the Earth Without Art, you have the napkin clip, you have the neck, the, the bracelet. You can, you can make any move right now. You can make any move. Brad just... Brad just uh, he might have been messing with you just now. What do you want to do right now? <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little emotional because I really listen. You knew I'm just I even some said fun because you can switch them back. I even said that I wanted. I just like, I love those things. I just thought it was pretty funny to see you react to that. And it was, it was Brad. It was good TV. We'll be right let's, back. Let's just see what happens when I switch them back. How do you react to that, friend, pal? <laughs> it's fine. That's your decision. You this, I was going to give you some of the signs anyway, and right about happened at the end of the show. Oh, oh man, that's now, your decision. I'm now I'm keeping them. All right, so we're switching, switching back. it back. We're switching <laughs> it back. All right, guys, that's it. That's it. That's the that's the end of the game. So let's look at let's look at how this all shook out. Let's look at let's first let's look at the let's look at the trash pile. Let's see what you <laughs> gave up. Okay, so you gave up the protect this woman necklace, guys. Here's the thing. You're lucky. This was neither the whole shebang or the Joey Cucumbunga. <sighs> So throwing it away meant nothing. Throw it away. Doesn't affect your prizes in any way, shape, or form. Here's the thing. Oh, that Theta book collection that you threw out. Guess what? It is neither the Joy Cucamonga or the oh, whole shebang. No. Oh, oh fuck. no. So, you know what? You threw out two gifts, and that's fine. You know, that's fine. It, it, at this point, the game is still, it's up in the air. Where are those two special gifts? Let's, well, let's see. Uh, uh, like, Brad, let's, let's take a look at yours. Um. Yeah, so at the end of the game, you had the hiccup sticks and the doormats and uh, signs. Oh, sorry. No, because, Alex, you wanted the doormats back, correct? Yeah. I got okay. the vowels. 
Okay, so at the I'm sorry, at the end of the game, Brad, you had the hiccup sticks and the Earth Without Art is just eh t-shirt. Okay. Here's the thing. The hiccup sticks, that's neither that's neither of the two special gifts. That's that's just a normal present. The Earth Without Art is just eh. That's the Joey Kukamunga gift. I thought it might be. No, it is Whoa. the Joey Kukamunga gift. Whoa! It's the time bomb, man. It was in your Dude. pile. Yeah. Now I feel horrible about giving that back to you. I thought I'd be able to get rid of it. So currently, Brad, currently, you have nothing. At this point, you have nothing. I got nothing. Does he still not get to share the shirts? Well, we're not done yet, Alex. Let's let's look at this. Let's look at this. Oh, boy. Okay. Alex, in your pile, you had the... It's what's on the inside that counts bracelet. You had those doormats that you wanted so badly. I'm actually really excited about this haul so far. And you have the napkin clip. No napkins included. You're going to have to provide your napkins, you dying, miserable leeches on society. I'm going to use it on the signs. I'm going to use it on the signs. (laughs) Here's the thing, Alex. Out of all of these, none of them were special gifts. Mm-mm. I mean, they're special. They're but special none of them, to me. None of them were the whole shebang. None of them were the whole shebang. Which means, <gasps> wait a minute, the gift that you two decided to share, the squirrel shirt, sweater combo, that means that was the whole shebang. And guess what, guys? You two walk, you two walk home with not only all eight gifts, but $1,000 in Sky Bucks. Congratulations, gentlemen. We did it. Hurrah. We did it. Hurrah. Turns out that sharing paid off. And you guys are going to get everything. You're going to get the Squirrel Whisperer com- combo sweater shirt. Yes. You're going to get protect yes. this necklace. Yes. Protect this woman necklace. You're going to get the napkin clip. You're going to get the yeah. doormats and the signs. You're going to get the art without... Oh, it's just... Eh. You're going to get the hiccup sticks. And you're going to get the Theta Healing Books and the Protect This Woman necklace. Damn! I'll probably still throw those away. <laughs> <laughs> guys, what are you going to spend your $1,000 in SkyMall Bucks on? Each, is, each. I'm going to buy more signs. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to split that. A thousand, a thousand you're splitting. Sorry. Splitting oh. that thousand. Five hundred each. Well, that doesn't seem like... Mm. I thought it was laid down the rules differently at the beginning, but that doesn't matter. I have the signs. That's all I care about. You know what? Let's give them to charity. Let's get those for gifts for Ramjack viewers. They auction off as prizes. You should give your away in his gifts. Alex, to review, to review, if one player had the whole shebang in his pile, he would have walked home with all eight gifts in $2,000. But because you guys shared it, eh, you have to split a 1000 Okay. That Sharing paid something. off, but only, only to an extent. We won. We did it. We did it. Ah! Yay! Boys, thank you for playing Sky Mall Secret Santa. I hope it was an educational experience. Enjoy those Squirrel Whisperer sweater shirts. I like oh, those the most. I, why do you like that the most, Jonathan? I like it because of the description where it says, there's no problem a little murmur about good choices won't fix. <laughs> because it's so weird. The so copy that's... for it is so weird. So the, at that point, you turn that shirt into something that's also a story. Like, yeah. the funny thing about the Squirrel Whisper shirt, listen to this murmur thing that was in the, sh- the shop description. Why did you hate the other shirt so much? The Earth Without Art is just eh. I just yeah. hate that. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, but... I was hoping I'd be able to use that in some way to, 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 to screw over Alex, but... I think my mother actually posted something on my Facebook that was like a graphic that said that. And she said, I saw this and thought of you. And I thought, no, no, mother, no, you didn't. <laughs> you thought about someone, but that one was not me. Oh, awesome. We won. Nice. Hopefully, it was, we won. hopefully it was easy uh, for the listeners at home to follow. <laughs> it was easy enough for us to follow, so I mean, yeah, I think they got it. I think they like Indeed. it. I like this game. We should we should play it more often. Indeed. I like that I threw in it. I'm, I'm glad that by throwing in the twist at the end, I finally got some drama in out of the game <laughs> by giving Brad that <laughs> See, option. Alex, I had a feeling man, it would be something. Do, I think in the future games, 
Uh, because I, I wasn't really keeping track of like how many you can pass and share, which I'm sure we hit our limit at some point. Um, it would be good if you flipped a coin and only had one person make a decision at the end. That way I can't retaliate and I could have been stuck with a Cucamonga, even though I didn't want it. And then it would have been even more crazy because then Brad would have had those fucking signs even though he yeah. knew that I wanted them. Yeah. So it's Brad good... would have had more power. So at the end, if we both have power, you can reverse it. It's a reversal. It's a good idea. Yeah, the yeah, coin tosses are always fun. Or the person who went first, the other person who didn't go first, gets to make that final choice. Oh, are here, are here, here's another option. Instead of um, choosing whether you want something or not, you can forfeit your choice to pawn off something you have. Oh, interesting. Guys, I'm taking notes. This is, this is technically the pilot that I'm pitching. Oh, so yeah, uh, it's a good game. Uh, I'll be I'll be pitching this pilot for you know the sweep season. Hopefully we can get Howie to jump on board. Of course I, I will be the host. Howie will be the host. He's he's a he's a good he's a big personality. If he's not interested, I say we put it to Nights Network, mm-hmm. and that every game show is me and Brad competing for things, and we just get all <laughs> these things and have them. <laughs> just competing for those doormats and signs. Yeah, no one else. It's just us just competing us. for yes. prizes. <laughs> That's the game show. I like that you both walked week. away with five doormats and five signs each. So good luck putting those up everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, the next time it's like I'm sporting the bracelet, but I like I, I point I like I look at the bracelet and look at the camera and wink as they say and Alex <laughs> as Brad's opposition. Like and they know they know what's on the inside of the bracelet. And I'm they like, know protect this woman. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm about to punch her in the face. Bitch, you better hope this necklace works. You better fucking hope this <laughs> necklace works. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this necklace around my fist. <laughs> You crazy lady. <laughs> bitch, bitch, you better hope this works. <laughs> nothing, like a little mis- nothing like a little religious misogyny in the middle of the SkyMall catalog. <laughs> oh, there were also giant plush pillows that were made to look like food. <laughs> so it's like a giant ice cream sandwich pillow that you can just hold, or a giant sushi roll pillow. They were way too big. Like, they were the size of a 10-year-old child. Sky Mall, I mean, how much do they actually sell? Because I remember looking through a Sky Mall catalog and being like, what the fuck? Who would buy this? I have no idea. I don't even, you have, it's like, a, it's just a regular catalog. It's not like there's some sort of like new, like advanced tech to it, or it's like, you could buy this right now with the swipe of your credit card. Like, no, it's a shitty catalog. Who orders shit from catalogs anymore? Well, they can have it in some cases when you touch down waiting for you. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know if this flight necessarily was that fancy. Which means airports have stocked a bracelet that you have to take <laughs> off to see that it's all what's on the inside that counts. Uh, there were others that were much more visual that I didn't include in this. I figured eight was more than enough, but there was a set of lawn gnomes. There were two lawn gnomes and a lawn gnome dog that were skeletons. And the <sighs> joke was that they've been gardening for too long and now they're dead. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was a little bit see, grisly. I almost like uh, eight gifts is enough as a, an alternate game show title. Eight gifts is enough. <laughs> I just can't. Eight is enough. I can't decide. This is so crazy. I like it. I like it. All right. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Jonathan, thank you for joining us as a special guest. Oh, you're very welcome. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, come back anytime you like. Um, there are ways for you to contact us. We would like to you to be our special guest on our voicemail. Just call in. It's that easy. Um, that phone number is 206-339-5894. Jonathan, you are no stranger to this. And we don't have a stranger on the line. Who is this? Let's listen now. Hey, guys. It's Terry. Uh, so, uh, having a discussion with a co-worker about ghosts. So I posed Brad's question to him of, uh, what is a ghost? 
he tells me it's a spirit. I'm like, okay, well, what is a spirit? And he gives me the, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, well, it's, it's, it's what was in somebody before they died. I'm like, so it's a person. He goes, no, no, it's a spirit. And then after a few minutes of, uh, <laughs> discussing this with him, he, uh, he eventually says, what, you, you don't watch ghost hunters? They get voices on recordings. They get them all the time. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that they actually have proof. They never have proof on those shows. And then he hits me with a zinger, and I, 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 I'm guessing you guys never thought of this. He tells me, haven't you ever watched Ghost Whisperer? And I proceeded to laugh because it's funny. It's really funny. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Ghost Whisperer does have the answer. Yes, Jennifer Love Hewitt is the answer. She has it. Yeah, I work with an idiot. All right, brother. Nice. Brad, you can relate to that, working with a big old dum-dum. <laughs> I like that his trump card was, wait, 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 my friend. Haven't you seen the Ghost Whisperer? Oh, case closed. Ta-da! I would ask him then if he's being facetious or, like, sarcastic. Like, hey, have you seen Ghost Whisperer? Wink. Oh, okay, you don't really believe in ghosts. But no, this guy actually believes in ghosts and thinks Jennifer Love Hewitt is maybe a real Ghost Whisperer. Of course. Well, obviously. What is a ghost? It's a spirit. What is a spirit? It's it. It's a. No, it's not a. It's a ghost. It was a person inside of a dead person, but it's. Uh, uh, it was a person inside of a dead person. Well, it was inside a dead person. What? It, uh, yeah. They've unfinished business. How can a ghost finish its business? But you know, by uh, contacting the living. <laughs> How does sure, it do sure, that? Sure. Yeah, I'll never understand the whole ghost thing. No. I, I've blatantly made fun of people, because I have, like, I don't know if I've ever told them on the show, but, like, quasi-ghost stories about when I was a kid and we mm-hmm. thought my house was haunted. Of course, it's all bullshit. Like, it didn't, I'm not, there's no such thing as a ghost. Obviously, the house wasn't haunted. But I will tell people to their faces, ghosts are stupid, and give them all the reasons, like, why aren't there all kinds of other ghosts running around? Yeah. Why is it only humans? Why do they come from a certain time period, mostly? Why aren't there Indians running around? We should see them constantly. We should constantly. See, they should be at least interacting with things at regular intervals throughout all of time. Doesn't matter. Because then I will start telling them the ghost stories from my childhood and be like, and preface them by saying, ghosts aren't real. Right. But when I was a kid, this happened. And then I would tell them, well, obviously I was a child and just didn't know what I was seeing. Maybe I didn't see. There was maybe a gas leak. Who knows? Actually, that may be part of why we saw things in that house. Um, but... <laughs> Um, but I will preface them with that, tell them these stories, and they freak out, and they get so, it's like, and how do you not believe in ghosts? Because ghosts are fucking real! Yeah. I'm telling you these stories to prove a point at this point. What the hell? It's hilarious. It's, a story. it's hilarious when people take an experience they had as a child, a young child. Like, when I was six, I saw a person in the hallway. It's like, that happened to you when you were six. You are 26 now, and you somehow still think that that experience... It, a child's experience is not the same as an adult's experience. Also, Give your me a break. The way your mind works, like when you remember something, every time you you remember something, you're recreating the memory in your head. So it's yeah. not the same thing. Oh yeah, and not only that. I mean, come on, kids seeing things. I mean, that's pu- adults see things. Like, yeah, that's something that can easily happen. Hallucinations. If I you stay ho- up for long enough, you're gonna start seeing shit. I hallucinate in a second. I am very prone to hallucinations. Do. We- that, oh, that horse, he just wanted to dance. <laughs> he was a regular dressage horse. He was a dressage horse. So yeah, ghost nonsense, ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense at all. Ghosts are dumb. End of story. Ta-da. Drop, drop the mic, walk away. <laughs> but we would love to hear more of your stories. So again, feel free to contact us. Um, also, you can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. 
Hit us up on Twitter at Ramjack Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter. That's at J O N P E R N I S E K. John Parnasek. Hooray! Nice. I need attention. Me, me, me. <laughs> um, you can visit our website, curiosityabounds.com slash Ramjack. Alex, I'm tugging on your pant leg. Don't you see me reaching for the angel? Alex, Aww. I'm tugging on your pant leg. SpongeBob SquarePants. Me! <laughs> Jonathan, do you have a website? I I have a website for acting purposes, but it's never updated. Just follow me on Twitter. Tweet. Twitter followers. Tweet pick him. Hey, get at him on Twitter. And if you're single, wink. Uh, and you have a dick, wink. Whoa. 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 Send me a DM. Stop Jonathan from creating all of these games. <laughs> Please help me. Will you help Jonathan stop creating games? Um, if I wasn't single, I wouldn't be making games. Hopefully... I hope you find someone that loves you for who you are, Jonathan. A game master? I agree. Allow you to continue your game mastering, because I really enjoy it. Jonathan, Um, would you like to go on a date? You want to go on a date with the game master? Yes. Actually, I do. I got us tickets to eight is enough gifts. And you're like, fuck! Ah, this is is heaven! Ah, They stole my concept! Um, uh, guys, also find us on, uh, obviously, iTunes. Um, subscribe, like our podcast. Do what you gotta do. Did you mention that Facebook group? Oh, fuck. The, f- the Facebook group is on point. That's where the party's at. That is where that... Hey, you looking for that party? You can find it on Facebook. Trust. There'll hey. be a dancing woodchuck leading the pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not much more than that. I mean, get at us. Do what you gotta do. Enjoy the year. I hope you're having fun in this brand new year of 2013. Ladies... If you ever find yourself in a very dark, well-lit room and there's nothing but silence and the sound of your own voice, I want you to just just take a look at that necklace around your neck and say to yourself, Protect this one! Robertson once said, it's a long downward slide that'll lead to legalizing sex with ducks if two men can stand side by side. God, I hope he's right, cause if gay marriage becomes lawful, gonna find myself a duck and legally do something awful. Ducks, sex with ducks, we'll do it in the rain. Ducks, yeah, ducks Got those web feet on my brain We'll find a pond, we'll find a puddle Put your beak in mine and we'll cuddle It's a feeling I can't name When sex with ducks and gay marriage are one and the same Gonna goose that goose, gonna quack that swan Gonna rubber my ducky all night long Gonna whack that mallard till its feathers plume Gonna Huey Dewey Louie all over the room Scrooge McDuck, gonna give it to you Dive into your gold until you say Ducktales Ducks, sex with ducks We'll do it in the rain Ducks, yeah ducks Those feathered bodies are insane We'll find a pond, we'll find a puddle I'll be the wind beneath your wings and we'll cuddle It's a feeling I can't name When sex with ducks and gay marriage are one and the same One in the same